Hey, yo, what's good? What's good? Welcome to Reflections of a DJ, the world podcast. Um, I'm DJ Crooked. I got DJ Never here. Yo, what up? DJ D Miles is MIA. Much love to D. He's um, not MIA. He's not here. <laughs> he just left us. He's missing an action. He just bounced out of nowhere. Yeah. 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 Him, dude. Peace out, guys. Bye, uh, We got Jamie the Great, of course. Yeah. And we got a special guest uh, yes. by way of New York. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got DJ Wonder here from Sirius. What's up, man? All right. What's up, guys? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's good, fam? I'm in Las Vegas. I just got here. You just got here. Yep. Is it? How's the weather in New York? Is it it's getting brick right now? It, right? Yeah, and it's pretty cold out here. Yeah, as what yeah. I thought it was gonna be. It's the same thing. I just got back from New York. Also, it's like, yeah, it's just the same as Vegas. Why are you bragging about coming from New York? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I could do that. Keep talking that <laughs> shit. And then you're going to LA right after, right? Yep. And then uh, San Diego and then coming back to LA. Okay. Yeah. Damn, do a little Superstar, West Coast show. Man. Yeah. I got to be honest, man. I don't listen to Sirius Radio. Okay. So I know you got a show on Wednesday, Animal Status. Yep. Is it 10 p.m. Eastern, right? That's correct. What is it? Like you just play hip hop and stuff? and uh, Or is it mixes? Or how does Sirius work? I'm I'm really curious about radio and especially Sirius Sa- satellite. Radio. Well, I yeah, can, satellite. I can be the guy to tell you. I've been there for 14 years. So. 14 years. Oh, yeah. Yup. I started when uh, Shade 45 started, which is Eminem's channel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. If you, we'll, I'm sure we'll get into all that, but just my, that particular show is straight up like hardcore underground hip hop, like heavy metal. Sometimes it's it's the craziest. It's like dark. What's it's hardcore? Like grave diggers, oh, shit. flatliners, like oh wow, all that so you stuff. play that shit? Oh yeah, that's that's the nighttime show. Originally it was it was midnight, and then they they moved it up to ten p.m. So midnight it was like crazy vibe, you know what I mean? But you're playing metal too. I play, I mix everything. Like that's like what type of metal? Metallica type of shit? Make yeah, sense? like I'll do like there's I have like Slayer? trap trap remixes of Slayer and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, crazy yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, God damn, that sounds fun. Hey, it's, I know, right? It sounds, it actually sounds dope. <laughs> I've never heard a trap remix of a of like a Slayer song. Yeah, neither. Yeah. There's a couple of them joints out there. Really? Um, it, all the, if you, anybody have never heard it, uh, the episodes are up on my website too, djwonder.com, okay. and under Animal Status. And you heard and you heard about us through um, uh, what do you call it, DJ Marvel? Yes, on PR. <laughs> Yo, he is straight up your guys' publicity. He told, I mean, I think I might have seen like other people talking about it, like on Instagram or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I, you know, I wasn't really into podcasts. Like the only podcasts I listened to are like, yo, know, this is. I listen to like a theme park podcast, like Halloween Horror Nights for like Universal Studios. I listen to those. I listen to stuff for Disney World, which is like my favorite spot in in, in America. Mm-hmm. So that's the stuff that I was into. But then, uh, what were you listening to? Wait, horror, horror, shit? <laughs> horror, horror, horror. My what? question: Who the fuck is doing the Disneyland one? Wait, Mickey Mouse. <laughs> What is this? You can't go from trap metal to uh, to horror, horror podcasts nights. to Disney podcasts. That's, a, that's me, man. Pretty much everything. So the amusement park stuff is basically the ones I was listening. To. Halloween Heart, Halloween Heart Nights is like during Universal Studios. Yeah, Universal Studios, Florida, um, L.A., a um, couple other places. They just talk about basically they're leading up to Halloween season and like what what's going to be the, the haunted houses because they get different properties. They talk about this every week. They they take breaks usually so like at, right after Halloween they'll stop for a little while and then they'll pick it back up in top of the year Be like four months yeah. to Halloween yeah, season exactly nice. and then they'll talk about oh man I wonder I wonder what uh I wonder what they're gonna do this year they'll speculate it's like really nerdy stuff but I'm into it so how excited cool. were you when you heard the Stranger Things maze was coming to not that excited because I'm not like, I mean I like Stranger Things I think it's dope but I'm not like. I'm more excited. It's, this year is a '80s theme because of Stranger Things. So there's like killer clowns from outer space and 
Poltergeist and stuff like that. Hallow- I'm, I'm excited about that. You know? Halloween? Halloween 4, which nobody knows what Halloween 4 is. You know, you know what happens in Halloween 4? No. Me either. No, it, I think it's with the little girl or something. I don't, I don't even know what oh, happens. Oh, actually, yeah. I, yeah, the little girl, um, Michael Myers' niece. Yeah. I'm so lost. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yo, so this is a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That just talks about Leading what is going to happen <laughs> Halloween on Halloween in Disneyland. And there's several. It's not, just, it's not just not just one. There's multiple of these joints. So I could rotate. So when, when I the reason I bring that up is because yes. I'm not a podcast person, but that's yeah. the only thing I was listening to. You know what I mean? Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> but how long are they talking about? Dog, that? it's like hour shows a piece and something new each week they come up with. then they'll go back and reflect on past years because they need and then, more but they content. talk about old horror movies and they oh not no. really they talk about the process of getting like these attractions done you yeah know the mean? makeup was mm-hmm. tough this week <laughs> Yo, <laughs> it's <Yeah>. nuts <laughs> Yo, it just sounds crazy so like what, what would you hear like uh we were we're trying a new like a formula for blood that you know that's <laughs> it's not and like it's that. not even that technical it's not like the the imagineers or whoever is making them it's guys that go to it hey guys uh what, what t-shirt are you gonna wear this year for the meetup <laughs> <And stuff. laughs> it's meet like up? fans it's not it's not the dudes they'll have people on as guests who are like making the stuff and as experts but so are you going to la this week well, 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 are you but, going to universal for that well, first off, right after this, I'm going to Zach Bagan's Haunted haunted uh, Museum out here. I already got tickets for that right after this is over with. Wait, what brought this obsession on? This is an obsession, obviously. Horror stuff yeah, because and haunted attractions? Because even your, your serious radio program yeah. is about horror. Is like horror. The grave diggers. Yeah. That's my favorite genre. For it, what? For why? Let's see. When I was a kid... Um, my, both my parents worked a lot, and so I, all I had was TV. So I grew up with TV. Um, my aunt put me on to, like, the first um, Friday the 13th movies. We would watch all those. We would watch Nightmare on Elm Street, all that stuff. And it scared me. I didn't like it, but then ev- eventually I kind of, like, came around to it. Like, Nightmare on My Street, Fresh Prince, and Jazzy Jeff. When that would come on the radio, yeah. like, I would literally, like, going on my covers or whatever. There's a reason to this day I sleep with my head under the covers. You feel me? Because I used to sleep with, with yes. music on. The craziest yeah, thing is man. that someone's listening to this right now and it's hype to listen to this shit. That loves this shit. Really? It's cool. Is this yeah. a big thing? Pause. Uh, Halloween is a big thing for a lot of people, man. Really? Yeah. Oh, like, that's a favorite, like, holiday, quote, unquote. Actually, we should. Like, my favorite food. holiday is Thanksgiving. So, wait, wait. <laughs> but, you know, I'm not going to be hype about. Wait, wait, let's talk about this because. <laughs> it's funny. Well, it's, it's odd. And I'm I'm intrigued because I've never ever heard of this shit. I have. How did you know that there was this scene out there about Halloween? And then, what do you dress up on Halloween? Like when you DJ? Because (laughs) no, no, no. Because I have a thing where I hate. I never dress up for Halloween at my DJ gigs. And I'm sure the nightclubs that book me hate it. Yeah, yeah it's like required. You got to bring sure. that added value, man. Nah, you gotta, you gotta I, but it's impossible to DJ. Not true. I've done For it. For me, no. it's hard. What's the crazy? You know what? Hold on. What's the craziest <laughs> costume you wore while DJing? Probably last year. Um, I was a Heaven's Gate cult member. You know those dudes? No. No. I. <laughs> <laughs> so Heaven, Heaven's Gate um, was in the ni- like 1997. Uh, it was a dude that said that they were going to go on a spaceship and it was a big story you you, wouldn't, you guys would know it if you looked it up you can check it out heaven's gate heaven's gate Cold um Hunter? yeah so the dude was like the spaceship is coming and uh they're all going to commit suicide at the same time so they all were all black and uh, they all wore nike sweatpants yeah that's, that's what it's popular for because they wore these nike yeah, legacy I, mean, I think they were called nike like they look like nike pegasus basically i remember that yeah 
And so that's what I wore. But I had to wear Cortez. So basically, they Did wore. Did you get a picture? It's still yeah, it just doesn't even look that like crazy. That's why when he said last last year, that's what it looks this, like. This shit? Nah, my dude. You got to look. Oh. T- type in a dead cult member and then you can see. Oh, okay. <laughs> so basically, was like, oh. it was all black Nike joints, black and white Nikes. And then they put a purple, uh, like, what is it called? Like an tablecloth looking thing over them over their face so nobody could see their face they suffocate themselves with plastic bags mm-hmm. and put that joint over their face so nobody could see them so basically i wore the drapery and then i wore like a neoprene purple joint that matched that so i could have eye holes and check it out so i couldn't just put Dude. like something over my face you feel Damn. me that's what i wore last year to dj like this? that's what yeah that's what i was last year yeah wait let me see it looks like he's going to sleep <laughs> yeah he's going to sleep all right yeah well and then we're not waking up. I would not know what that is. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Yo, so, it's just like a purple ghost. Yeah, I just definitely. look at the sneakers. I was like, oh, it's Yeah, they, and it was all wearing Nike. So I, I DJed a couple spots with that last year. The first spot was uh, Jane Hotel in New York, right? Yeah. And I'm just sitting there waiting for the promoter who booked me, not the Jane Hotel people that booked me. And a dude from, manager from comes up and he's like, who are you? And I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm DJing. I'm just waiting for the guy that with booked the, me. With the thing on your head? Yeah, with, with the thing on your head. He's like, take that off. And I'm like, okay. it's a, it was a process to take it off. And I'm like okay give me a he's like you know i'm basically like i'm disrespecting him by talking to him with this with a cat <laughs> on halloween night my dude you know what i'm saying halloween night okay I'll, I'll take it off so i had to take it off to talk to him to tell him once again that i was a dj waiting and then he's like okay well, i don't know what he did you put it back on yeah okay out of here, man. so wait you dj'd in that whole thing yeah and you were sweating underneath the not really it wasn't that bad um Worst. I'm trying to think the worst costume. I, I, I doing. I'm doing three parties this year, so I have a couple different costumes. But uh, when so you I have do, a different costume for every, party I try to. Yeah, yeah. I, try, I try to do something different. I mean, dude, serious. he's listening to podcasts leading up to Halloween. <laughs> yeah. This shit is crazy, yo. I've never heard of that. This is not my whole life, but this is a very nah, interesting. It sounds part. like it's yeah. your whole. It's nah, a, nah, nah, your, nah, nah, nah. It's it's your serious radio program, and you yeah. listen to those are the only podcasts you listen to. <laughs> I don't know what if you have like a. A closet full of different costumes and masks and shit, man. Nah, no masks, just wigs and stuff like that. Yo, don't front. You be smashing chicks with masks on or something weird. I would. (laughs) (laughs) With the Jason hockey mask. (laughs) No, I was going to tell you the worst. With werewolf claws. (laughs) The worst worst costume that I wore was uh, makeup. Anytime you wear makeup. Because you get it all over your headphones, get it all over, whatever. And I didn't mess with this girl one night with makeup on yo uh, in the cab and she had a, she didn't have no makeup on ended up getting all over, all over her face it looked crazy yo we got out of the cab and it looked nuts and that was on a halloween <laughs> night as well but yeah don't I'm do that folks you, what do you I, I i never dress up you know what for the past 15 years i've been um run dmc oh, I wear the fedora <laughs> gold chain and kazals so yeah that's yeah. not really like crazy like i don't know this shit just sounds insane. <laughs> a dead cult member with the purple thing over his fucking head. I think I DJed once my first year in Vegas, and I had a cloak and a mask, and I couldn't DJ. It was like a cloak and a mask, and I took the mask off, and I was taking the cloak <laughs> off, and I was like, I'm never doing that shit again. Actually, when you had dressed as Rick James. Oh, yeah, that was good. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> that yeah, that, that's cover. funny. My boy, uh, DJ Parlay, he, he dresses as... I know Parlay. Yeah, yeah, Parlay did Run DMC and a pimp, basically Rick James, in the same year as well. Oh, yeah. or, or he'll do Eazy-E. It just he uses the same wig over yeah, and over. Yeah, you over can over. use that over. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm, that's I'm, I mean, I, I like looking at motherfucking, uh, like, 
like I, I admire DJs who could dress up and do that shit. I can't do that. Yeah, shit. that sounds just insane and exhausting. Just no fun, man. <laughs> would you dress up? Who would you dress up as? A nun. Oh my god! Just a nun. A nun? Yeah, it, it looks like it's the easiest thing to put on and put off. Hey yo, it's a, psh, psh, that's it. It's a one-time why thing. Be, why would you be a priest? A nun, he says. A nun, a chick. I know. Yeah. yeah why would you see how like, high? That's really disturbing. Bro. How high? I got that from how high. They, they, got were that, they got that from the Blues Brothers. Oh, yeah. mm, that's not how high. That's how I was. I was like, that's that's like legit the easiest fucking costume you could probably put on. That'll be a good one, actually. You should do that. Uh, I don't know. Nah, you should be a pope. Nah, I don't know. Well, <laughs> Stay puff marshmallow man. <laughs> Stay puff marshmallow man. Do you know what that's from? What? Stay puff marshmallow man. No. Oh my serious? gosh, dude. Uh, no. Ghostbusters. Oh, that guy. The giant oh, marshmallow. Yeah. <laughs> it just sounds like it, I, that's what I thought, but I was like, I don't know, maybe wrong. Uh, what do you call it? Yo, like uh, Vegas, I don't know. You can't walk into a casino with a mask on. Right? I don't think, I think so. so. No, I think so. They have no. to have the costume parties out here. They have to. Yeah, everybody's They do, dressed. but you're not allowed to have a mask on when you enter the casino because they have the, the oh, yeah, face yeah. analyzing shit. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. they, they don't know who's going to rob what. Yeah. So, so you'll have security come up to me like, oh, you can't walk through the casino with your mask on. <laughs> it's my face. But, but, but we'll, we'll talk in, in Take Vegas. Take off my face. <laughs> so, we'll talk in Vegas. Halloween lasts for a week. Oh, that's, yeah. that's why I hate it. You hate it? That's fire. Yeah, it lasts. It's like should be like one day, even a weekend. But in Vegas, it lasts like seven days. Yeah, and it's on a Wednesday this year. So you guys are going to have to deal with it. Exactly, yeah. For like a weekend. I wonder days. how the Wednesday is going to do because everyone's going to gonna go balls to the wall friday saturday sunday mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. then by the time wednesday hits again they're gonna be like over it no no they won't keep going really I, yeah i don't know i'm taking out my niece to trick-or-treat this week <laughs> this this year that's all i'm doing i'd be scared to take my niece or my kids trick-or-treating nowadays no nah, i live in a fairly white neighborhood and i think i'll be all right yeah. <laughs> that don't mean shit <laughs> hey michael myers lived in a white neighborhood <laughs> 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 and we're trying to go see that movie too. Oh yeah, I'm oh, excited yeah. for that movie. And then there's yeah. like the costume, uh, the costume. What is it? The awards and shit. The competitions, the contests. Yeah, the contests. Yeah, all oh, the nightclubs. I feel like all the money went down though. It used to be like it used to be like ten thousand. Right? Yeah, like the is first for, place. Is that for like girls only, or is that for nah, like, nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see the import models out here that are uh, yeah. wearing, wearing these cost sexy. That's costumes. I mean. It's all my it's, man's gonna come down here for Halloween. Not like all the, <laughs> win the all the all the cocktail waitresses, the bartenders, they yeah. all dress up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they just like they rotate the costumes, so these they have so to, yeah, so they don't have to keep buying mm-hmm. that. Shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they must hate that shit too as well. I think key. they like it, man. Can we get, can like we get a, yeah. can we get a sneak peek of what you're gonna dress up this as year? This year? Okay, this year. Just give us one of the three. <laughs> I'll I give you two. One is Jamiroquai from Virtual Insanity. That's video. good. Oh, that's a good one. And because yeah. uh, I have to do something with a beard, I'm not shaving my beard for a costume. That's that's a wrap for that. So that's one. I got the exact like fleece joint he he wore. Um, and I'm making a hat because I can't find a hat. And then the second one is Axl Rose, but the, you know, like action figures had different outfits. This is the red outfit, Axl Rose, where he wore like a red Charles Manson shirt and <laughs> oh, red bandana and hat and white shorts. That's the joint I'm doing. We're getting nutty with it. He said the red outfit. I just think it's. He said the red outfit, not the regular. crazy. You're making a hat for the Jamiroquai? Yeah, I got one. I got one like sent to me, but it's like velvet and it has silver on it. But so I'm trying to be authentic, so I just I literally just ordered some like fur How? material. That I'm trying to get this girl to uh, 
put it on the hat for me. How much money have you spent so far on your costumes? Not that much. It's not bad because for the Jamaica. Okay, what's what, not much? Jamaica, the, the, the fleece joint that he's wearing, I got it off eBay, used for like $30 overseas or whatever. Um, the hat was like 15 bucks, I'm gonna, the, the $20 for the material to put on it, and that one's taken care of. He's wearing these joints right here. I'm wearing black gazelles, folks, and that's what I wear every yeah. day. He's wearing those in the video, black jeans. That's done. Axel Rose, I already had, I dressed up as him before, so I already had the wig. Oh, so it's a retro. Uh, yeah, a retro. you know what I mean? I just had to, I made the shirt because you can't get like the red Charles Manson shirt anymore, so I just basically made it, had it printed, and that was it. I don't know. Man. Process, my guy. No, man, I, I don't lot, even man. think like that, man. It would, it would, it would take a lot for me to think like that. Yeah. I just know I used to get mad when I when it was like October like twenty fifth or something like that. And I'm like have a couple gigs, and I see everybody going all out. And then I'm like, man, what am I gonna do? I, you go to the Halloween store. There's a big one in New York City, like Abracadabra or whatever it is, one on Thirteenth Street. Yeah. Um, you go there, you see everybody going all out, and you're like, you kind of feel like a scrub if you don't do something so i'm like you know what i think about it like a month and a half in advance now just get it out of the way and then i'm good this whole month no, you, just chilling you think about it since you start listening to those podcasts yeah, i think about it november 1st for the next year no, yeah he's like kill him next year yeah. <laughs> it's funny i might i was thinking about dressing up this halloween because i got the gig in san diego on yeah. friday oh yeah it's a friday so definitely and it's a halloween um party so what I'm you got in mind what you got in mind i don't know <laughs> man I, I have no idea man I want to do something different. I'm tired of doing my DMC. They got to hang it up after 13 years. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to turn this into Halloween talk, guys. No, it's fun. Right. It's, 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 okay, it's Halloween talk. Already, man. It's Halloween. It's Halloween. Yo, episode. shit. I forgot. I'm in San Diego, too. Is yeah. that going to be a Halloween theme? I know the part I'm doing is Halloween theme. I don't know about you. You're there on a... You're doing Wednesday, right? Yeah, Friday. And oh. then I'm in Sacramento on Wednesday. I never dress up though. No one's ever said. You just gotta to get, get a little sticker that says "Hi, my name is" and just change it or something. You know who had a good, uh, <laughs> who had a good uh, costume was Sean Perry. What was it? He would wear this every year. He'd put on a like a not like a snorkeling, like a snorkel with the the goggles on his head uh-huh. and the snorkel. Yeah. And then he had a T-shirt that said "Muff Diver." Oh my god! <laughs> and he just wear that around. <laughs> Yo, but chicks love that, that shit. The chicks would be like, "Oh, can I take a picture with you?" That's right. They'd be like that. He'd be like, "Oh, sure, yeah, let's like uh, take a picture." <laughs> what are you doing after? Uh, I can't DJ. I'm, I'm actually impressed that you could do that, man. Pause. Um, you also you're with Sway in the morning. Yeah, so every morning. Nighttime show and morning show. DJ sets are pretty much completely different. Morning show, we do... Oh, yeah, you're not playing fucking Metallica Trap. <laughs> on <laughs> Sway in the morning. Yo. Yeah, they don't like that. But Man, you do have that. Doesn't like you that. do have that like, little mashup shit going yeah. on. So Sway in the morning is uh, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern on uh, Shade 45. And I do a mix at 9.30 Eastern at that time pretty much every day. Or I'll have a guest DJ. Come on, I've been having a lot more guest DJs lately, which, I mean... I love to DJ anytime I can. Like, I never feel like, oh, man, it sucks. Um, so I love to do it, but I love to put people on, too. And a lot of people that haven't even done stuff on the radio before, I like to put them on. So, And it's more upbeat, like, energy and not are, like... Are you talking to or are you just... Yeah, like, I, yeah. I mean, I, I've started doing that. Before, I didn't talk at all. I just do my drops. But now I do it on Instagram Live as well. And it's, like, it's been crazy on, yeah. on there. Like, the people that watch every day. There's, like, I have a group of... 
people that come on every day at the same time and they talk to each other they don't talk to me anymore they just it's like their little clubhouse or something mm -hmm. but then i'll shout people out and also i take requests on fridays we do like total request fridays i'll do my entire mix off of requests like oh, wow. i don't know what it is beforehand like i literally look boom start the song they'll hit me with the request i'll try to mix it in i mix it all together like wow, on, on the fly impressive. With, that's with impressive so you've been on radio too. You've been a Hot 97, right? That's where I started. I mean, originally I wanted to get into, uh, I went to school and I'm from Delaware originally. Mm -hmm. um, went to school at Hofstra University, which is on Long Island. I wanted to go to NYU. Couldn't get into NYU for a film school. That's what I wanted to do was film. You're from, so how's Delaware, man? That's I, I was thinking of the Wayne's World <laughs> movie uh, where. Yeah, you know the postcard like, I'm in that, Delaware. They that they show during that. <laughs> yeah, remember that, that segment? Yeah. yeah the, that's my town is the postcard. Is it? that it, It's oh, yeah? called the Beach Town. It's called Rehoboth Beach. That's where. How my, accurate is it? Um, what, how that is boring? Yeah. Rehoboth Beach is like a gay town, my dude. It's like it? they come from Philadelphia and D.C. and go. So it was like families and gay people and stuff growing up. So it was cool. It was mad, mad clean. It was mad clean. clean. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> hey, it is what it is, bro. But uh, then there's like Dewey Beach and Ocean City, Maryland, which is right next to us. And that's like wild party kids. So I, I come from the bottom of the state, which is more like it's different than top of the state which is by philadelphia it's more urban we're like rural i grew up in like a farm community and the beach basically so yeah basically not a lot going on not a lot of music scene at all there's more stuff happening now all hiphop.com started but that was up towards philadelphia top of the state oh, yeah. um me luke pettigue from new york giants and i'm trying to think if anybody else came out of there not not too many people came from delaware but uh that's about it but yeah it so i had to get out and what oh, what yeah. is the, the I mean I want to talk I want to talk a little more about Delaware okay, too but and, and how you came up but I also want to talk about uh the serious radio okay. so with Sway in the morning yeah and we were talking about it earlier I kind of want to you know get this out of the way uh with when Kanye was on Sway <laughs> well, and he sure. was wilding the fuck out was that the first time we thought like Kanye was a little crazy no before that remember um, him and George Bush yeah, and it that was Taylor, not crazy. Taylor Swift, all that stuff. Yeah, the, George Swift. Bush was not crazy. It was man. Taylor Swift seemed passionate, but okay, the sway wait, though. Let's talk about the George. Wait, let's talk about Taylor. No, no, no. Let's start with George Bush. No, no. Let's start uh, Hurricane Katrina. George yeah, Bush doesn't that care was the about first time. when George Bush doesn't care about black people when he's next to Michael Mike Myers. Mike Myers, yeah. 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 <laughs> that seemed like he was pissed off. Yeah, that looked. Like, we didn't think he was crazy, but that was live. That, that was, was emotional. It was yeah, but like, you thought like we we thought a, it was that was the first sign of like. But black that came, that came out of nowhere. It was just like yo, well, because he had that platform. He's like yo, I'm gonna say it. it was just and that was like a thought, sign though. You but you just saw no, you just saw how real he was, right? Yeah, uh -huh. you're like yo, and then with real. the Taylor Swift, you're like yo, he was drinking Hennessy and passionate. Then, <laughs> that just even shows how more real he is, right? Yeah, that he's for the culture. Sway in the morning, boy. And sway in the morning. You were yeah. like, yo, this motherfucker's a little <laughs> off, yo. He's like really passionate. Yeah. You must have, you were there, right? Yeah, I was, you must have I thought like, yo, this dude. You was, um, you must have been shocked, dog. It was, it was like a, a weird energy. At the, it was like Jesus time, which I love that album, by the way. Yeah, and I like because like all the dark stuff. Funny mm -hmm. enough, it was like October too. So. Not a lot of people like I like that album. I like industrial yeah. music, like Nine yeah, Inch yeah. Nails, all that. I love and, Jesus, and yeah. so I thought it was dope, but. That was the vibe of the room. He came in with just like record reps and stuff, and like it was just awkward. Like uh, the Def Jam rep was like, "Do not go. Do not walk behind him. He does not like it when you walk behind him." And I had to go around to go to the turntable because we ended up trying to do a freestyle with him. So I had to go to the turntables. So I, I'm controlling the board, 
which is what I do on a daily basis as well. And then I also DJ. So I had to get up and go around like, get out of here. You're not going to tell me where I can't walk. And so I just walked in by the turntables. It was just like weird, bro. And it was, uh, I don't he, know. But to in his, supposedly in his defense, he just had come from uh, Charlemagne, right? I don't know if it was that same day, but I know that there it was, was in, very recent. There was more toned that. down interviews where, they, where you were saying the same stuff about like you can't tell me what to do. I've tried this already. They're trying to blackball me. Blah blah blah. It was kind of that whole same vibe, but this was just the epitome of it, I think, and it just kind of exploded for some yeah, reason. Yeah, in on sway. Damn. Of all people, swing. I know. Oh, you don't know this. Uh, over the summer, there was a new bromance that flourishes here in uh, Las Vegas, and it was uh, my man Never and Sway clicked up, and they became oh, the best of Sway, friends. Man. Yeah. Yo, wait, you guys were just talking about that uh, Michael Jackson tribute, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And you were gonna fly out to to actually go to that. I was here gonna, in Vegas. I was gonna hang out, yeah, because Sway is like, yo, it's a 60th uh, birthday celebration. It should be mm -hmm. dope. And I, I like coming out here. It's cool. I like the check some stuff out so i was gonna do it but i didn't end up doing it. i should have come hung out with you guys i didn't know it was I such know. a bromance. you would have, you would have been no. in the bromance too yeah, yeah exactly well, <laughs> well never really thought that he made a new best friend with Sway. Well, I, 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 I didn't want to disappoint him <laughs> <laughs> never i didn't i don't want to disappoint you but what? sway does that with everybody he's the nicest guy ever he I makes kinda, everybody I, think he was like kind of thinking that <laughs> <was> yeah. like, <laughs> that, that, that is really a, a skill though right he, his i could never i could honestly say i can never do what he does like you see me if you come to the show people think must think i'm a like prick man like because i'm just sitting there like because i'm a producer dj whatever i'm worried about what's the next guest coming up i'm making sure music is playing making sure we don't go off the air making sure every, like forms are signed paperwork mm -hmm. all this other stuff while the show's going on so they're like trying to talk to him like yeah yeah okay hey and sway's like hey man get over here like you know lay back like nothing, nothing buddy, buddy yeah man <laughs> he, he knows how to work a room mm -hmm. he's he is a genuinely nice person and he really cares about like what you think mm -hmm. Me, on the other hand, it's like, I can't do that. Because you have a lot of shit going on. And even at parties and stuff like that. Like, I'm not, like, he'll he'll walk through, a, even airports where if we're traveling to do broadcast, stop and talk to every single person. We don't get to eat for, like, an hour later if we go to, like, a mall or something like that. Like, it's over. And he doesn't, like, hide out. He'll come hang out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I never came yeah. in here telling us, yeah, my man Sway and I. <laughs> Which, and, and it was funny because Jamie was jealous. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> don't want to be part of the bromance. No, never, never. You were really G'd up, though. <laughs> that nah, that was cool, though, man. He was G'd up. He man. was like, yeah, he took a picture of Sway, man. Now nah, he, he was like, yo, man. Big shout to my man, Sway. I was like, yo, that's, that's not your man. Yo. He's not your boy. So he'll meet DJs, he'll meet MCs. Um, be like, yo, whatever you need, I got you. Whatever mm. you need. They, they walk out of there thinking, oh, man, I got the end. Next thing you know, text message me, yo, uh, hit this guy up. Or somebody will, somebody will just hit me out of the blue, have my phone number or my email. Uh -huh. Hey, Sway told me to, uh, that I could go on the show whenever I want. And so I was supposed <laughs> to sit here and, like, schedule this person in. When, who knows if he even wanted him on the show or whatever, but I have to, like, kind of, like, figure it out. You so have I'm to play like, it off, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. Then I have to go back and, like, yo, did you meet this guy and say that uh, you're, he, he wants to come on the show? So nicest dude and i can i just i wish i had that skill to, he's a people person for real for real mm -hmm. and that's why he's gotten as far as he yeah. besides his knowledge and <laughs> everything else like he he's just 
Even in the office, I don't know. Yo, I've been there. I've been there serious 14 years. I don't know half the people's names. He knows everybody's names, the interns, the new people that just started, all of that. Well, you let mm-hmm. Sway know that I never said what's up, bro. I'll tell him. <laughs> tell, yeah, tell Sway I said what's up. I will. I will. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hit him up. Never is still glowing from that shit, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame him, though. It's fucking Sway. Whenever we mention Sway's you name, his it. smile is like from Look at him. Look at him. The hate's in this room. <laughs> I'm not mad though because <laughs> Sway is probably the biggest radio personality in hip hop. You can't name nobody bigger than that. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean for career, career them, wise yeah. and everything top, else. Yeah, yeah. Top I mean, five, definitely. Th- top I think three. top two. Top three. Him, that's it. He's been around for a long time. He, I mean, like think about the shit he's done. The he last he Biggie freestyle, yeah. all yeah. that shit, man. Like giving props, all the TV shit. I'm telling you, he's I still don't doing mind MTV. the glow. That's huh? crazy. He's still doing yeah. MTV. He's been at MTV longer than anybody, I yeah. think. Like, it's been uh, eight, eight, 18 years. 18 years. Yeah, man. Uh, on, uh, I'm trying MTV. to think back. What? Uh, there's nobody bigger than him. Big Boy in the Morning, probably. Big, big Boy is the only dude that's, like, probably. Yeah. That's yeah, still going. Yeah. But, but Big Boy is more known in the West Coast than the East Coast. Like, Sway's known all over. Across the board. That's exactly. what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, I give it to Sway. That's why I don't mind the glow. Yeah. I don't mind this glow and the smile that happens to this Thank man. you, Jamie. What a, <laughs> he was joyful. <laughs> he came in here. My memory is so bad. I'm trying to remember. Like, I don't... Was was Sway on on New York radio? No, he, I remember him starting off on MTV. That's what... So, I, yeah. That, oh, you were in New York when he was... Okay. Well, he was on TV. So, he, he started in, in the Bay... Mm-hmm. And yeah. then they yeah. moved to LA. Uh, they had like a syndicated show, and then mm-hmm. syndicated all over the world yeah. and mm-hmm. all over. Then when I, uh, yeah, I had met him a few times when he he moved. I think in two thousand to do, start doing um, MTV stuff like yeah. MTV yeah. news. I met him where I did radio with him before at Hot ninety seven. That's where I first really really started uh, hanging so out. So he was on Hot ninety seven. So. I started at Hot 97 under Storm Buckwild, which, if people don't know, it was crazy morning show yeah. mm-hmm. um, on Hot 97. They were, like, the f- they were like the first shock jock. Hip-hop shock jocks. Yeah, they were like yeah, the Howard Stern shock. of hip-hop. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Star, Star was... Star is like the fucking Howard fucking Stern of hip-hop. <laughs> said some foul-ass shit, yeah. 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 And that, that was a crazy first experience for me in radio, you know what I'm saying? So that was uh, your first time producing a show? or, uh, or? I was an intern and in like oh, a... Wow production assistant basically like just getting research and doing whatever i could basically for the show um once they ended up having issues with their contract or whatever they bounced they 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 left they like threw up plaques on the on the 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 hallway and like was a crazy scene right so they dipped as soon as they left they started auditioning other people to uh to take that slot, mm-hmm. randomest people, and it was like a morning, the big. It, it morning was the, slot, the right? biggest show yeah. on the station. The morning show was the no, biggest no. show on the station. Yeah. Now you were there for the tail end of their whatever contract. Right? Yes, that's right. This it, is two thousand two. Yeah, two thousand two. Yeah. So like when they were on the radio, you were there after the when uh, Star was talking shit about Leah. Right after, right after that happened, that's when I started. Yeah, like months or weeks. Uh, it had been a little while. It, it maybe like six months after. But was there still the stigma, the, like the stigma of there, like there was this weight of that that whole thing, or it was uh, gone? They, didn't, I think they all knew like that it was serious, but they played it off. You know what I mean? Like you, they never admit it. But I, I always thought that was kind of the reason they didn't renew the contract. No way, that was no? not it. They were still killing. You guys got to understand at that time. Hot 97 was the only thing going in New York City. Power 105 was a station called Jamming 105, which had just started, and that was old school. 
all right we didn't have any old school stations in, in new york um so you could do whatever you could play whatever you want you could blackball artists on hot 97 and they wouldn't be played anywhere else so everybody was like bowing down so it didn't matter like they their ratings were beating z100 like they were only i think second to like light fm which every cab driver played which every store played that's why they had crazy ratings you know Mm -hmm. um so yeah they could do no wrong with that it's that was a i think that was just their personal uh reasons for leaving yeah wait uh, so star and buckwild they just decided to leave eventually yeah i think it was something with their contract or money and stuff i don't i don't know what the real deal they was just yeah. trashed the office it was funny man it was like going out in style like you would see in a movie yeah. it's fucking crazy i know buckwild's nuts right a little bit nah, he's, he he's, i think stars more nuts than then neither buckwild. one of them are nuts they're like very intelligent yeah but buckwild was just kind of he was young he was like a little bit, nuts little bit in of, that factor like nuts like like the wild card yeah he's just a little bit older than me and he was just like imagine having that power when you're that young and you know you're in the biggest radio station you grew up with and you could go out to parties girls know you blah 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 so he would just come in sometimes like drunk or what i don't know whatever just being normal and star was very calculated he didn't hang out he didn't do any of that stuff he literally would go home go to sleep watch every show which i learned a lot from him he'd be up on every piece of media like know all of that stuff i learned a lot about research and knowing your stuff from him. And that was a lot harder back then, too. Yeah, because you couldn't do a recap of everything. Right. And also you had to record things on, like, VHS or maybe there was, like, DVR or TiVo back then and then put it into the system. Now you can get get a clip from any website, yeah. from yeah. any TV yeah. show. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was way harder. That's great. Uh, I mean, that's Is that, like, great. right before Joe Bunning got into it? So, those, that's one of the people that they uh, that I started working with that they were auditioning. Joe Budden... Um, and then Sway, and I think they did the Gomez brothers who were, not, it was like uh, Renee and some of the guys who worked at G-Unit. They, they wanted to do a, um, like a show. That was another one that they auditioned. But <laughs> that Joe, sounds crazy. Joe Budden didn't last very long. He was like, um, he, he, once again, young dude, um, and he would come from a club. Sometimes we'd have to put the mic there. This table, like we're sitting on right now, like is like the console. He would go under the console and just lay down, and we would have to bring the mic down to him sometimes, so he didn't feel like sitting up, uh, talking. (laughs) Yeah. So then after them, then Sway did, and I think he had the longest run for some some a person that they were auditioning, and that's how I first met him, and first when I first started working with him. That's why, like, I'm I'm a little. I'm a little off on Sway on the radio just because when I was coming up in the, like when I was growing up in the nineties and all I did was like listen to radio, mm-hmm. it was just, it was a different, it was like Ed Lover, Dr. Dre, yeah. Yeah. Angie, was, Martinez. Uh, Angie Martinez, it was Funk, Funk Flex. Flex, it was like all these different dudes like uh, Bobby Condors, David yeah. Levy, all these oh. Red Alert, all these old school motherfuckers and yeah, I, and then I would just know Sway from MTV. Yeah. You didn't get uh they had put out wake up show like mixtapes or anything on the uh, on your side like you, that had never came never come through not really not on the east coast yeah no. okay yeah. who was the first west coast like there was a uh, there was one dj from the west coast who was just big and they started like uh pumping him into the the, the east coast Felly no no no, 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 no no it was either big boy or sway i think big boy was one of them I th- that was like, and it was like a major thing. I think we were like, yo, this, is, and then we were just kind of like, oh shit. Are like, you talking about when they actually were started sy- syndicating pumping. him? Yeah, syndicating yeah. him in New York. That was a, that was a little bit later on, maybe like 2000. It was right before Ebro and, and all them started. Oh, okay. Um, so 
they tried that out because Power 106 was a sister station to Hot 97. Hot 97. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, it's easy. Like, you don't got to pay two people. We can just, you know, simulcast basically the show. Even though they did certain news stories and weather and stuff like that specifically for New York. Um, but they still just basically did their broadcast from L.A. So, And it was weird, man, because... I'd been in New York for a little while and I kind of knew like people weren't kind of open to like a West Coast dude. Like, like big boy is West Coast, West Coast. Like, yeah. Hey, hey, you know, like talking like that. And everything. It's just New Yorkers really aren't open to that a lot. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, no, not at all. Especially during that time. Yeah. I think it was like we were all kind of weirded out about it, like in the beginning and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I mean, I think I don't not, That's the only <clears throat> time I remember like west coast and it's still i don't know much about sway but until like mtv and stuff yeah and then it became like a major staple mm-hmm. and uh for me as a part of hip-hop and stuff like that uh, definitely yeah. so like uh working with him every morning how long you have you been working with him since um, 2000 yeah do you want me to run through the whole series like shade 45 lineup that i went through yeah, like, yeah. and then it got up to him so leaving I, I stayed so basically they auditioned all those people like i talked about for hot 97 they eventually ended up going to miss jones who had been doing right, right, star right. and buck yeah. wild before mm-hmm. like as you know a side a sidekick she ended up getting her own show so it was miss jones and i was working with her um eventually it was just crazy and i ended up having to leave that man because it was wasn't fun for me anymore wow what was happening it just the energy was way different than with sway or even mm-hmm. with star and buck wild it was just a little different i like i love miss jones she's dope but mm-hmm. it just wasn't for me i did work two jobs at that time like I was I was getting paid like shift pay for doing the morning show stuff, mm-hmm. and then I would go. Luckily, I was able to stay in the company. I was a sales assistant at Kiss FM, which was the R&B station. I was. I actually interned at Kiss FM. Okay. back in the days. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I you know, I would wake up at three thirty in the morning, mm-hmm. four o'clock in the morning, whatever, and uh, go to go there to do the morning show. Work started at nine, but they allowed me to start at ten because the morning show got over at ten. I would go mm-hmm. straight from ten o'clock over to my sales assistant position, stay until six at night, maybe whatever. What maybe. did you do? Sales? Damn, you were just selling I, ads. I, I was the assistant for people that sold ads. I probably could have sold ads as well if I really tried to be proactive about it. But I just was worried about the radio side of things. So were you always? Uh, did you always just want to be on radio? Nah, that, no. I, I talked about it before. Film school is what I wanted to yeah, go, go to school Hofstra. for. Yeah, so Hofstra had a great film program, but they also have a professionally run radio station. So I would do radio as a hobby on the side. I ended up doing it like pretty much every Friday and Saturday night of my life throughout college, um, but still was focused on film, film, film. I got an internship with Harvey Weinstein, Miramax. That's oh, where, that's shit, where, that's where I first got my first internship for film. Goddamn. It was dope because... Did, did you ever like work with him? N- not... Uh, I was around him a lot, yeah, but not specifically for him. I worked for his underlings, um, like his right hand people. Right, right. Um, no pause. Or I don't know what kind of no, what no, I do with that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, he was even back then. He was known not as not like sexual thing, but just like a hard dude. Like yeah, yo, yeah, don't yeah. get don't get in his way or whatever. He's always been known for his like crazy temper. Yeah. 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 So while I was there, I worked in the acquisitions department, which is you would get scripts that are already like done or, or movies that were already made, and they would just license and whatever or they would put them out or you would get scripts and i got to read a bunch of new scripts that before they were made in the movies and people would decide whether these movies would get made so that was cool but the environment was mad sterile and it wasn't cool to me to just sit there and do that so i would go to the mail room and with the mail dude listen to hot 97 like for an hour every day and just i'm like man maybe this is something i should do so 
basically, I was like, you know what? Let me put it out there. I'll, I'll go out for an internship for hot. If I get it, I want to be in the programming department. I want to be like mm-hmm. in the midst of all the talent. Mm-hmm. If I get it, then I'll go. Ended up getting it. Ended up staying there after my internship was over. Ended up starting working there. And that's how I got into radio and film. It's kind of a wrap. Um, left Miss Jones. Uh, it's like, you know what? I guess I'll just go to this sales job since I still have this at Kiss FM. At least I'm still in the industry yeah, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And if something else happens and whatever. Two months later, my boss who hired me at Hot, a guy named Reggie Hawkins, who was also on the Star and Buckwild show, Sergeant Reginald Hawkins, that was his name, on the show, went over to Sirius to start working on their hip hop channels. He's like, yo, hit me up. They're starting, Eminem is starting a channel and they're gonna need a producer for the morning show. And I'm like, yo. And they pay, they're gonna pay me a salary so I could do what I wanted and not have to work two jobs. Mm-hmm. So nice. I left. The person that we started with was Cypher Sounds, who I knew from Hot uh, 97. He was, Cypher. he was the first host of the morning show on uh, Shade 45. <laughs> so from there- How was that working with Cypher? Cypher Cypher is awesome. I love Cypher. We sometimes we didn't click near the end just because we were both doing the same thing, both DJs, and maybe I should have taken my producer job a little more seriously than me trying to get my career started. But I'm in the beginning of my career, and I'm like, yo, I'm taking any gig I can. Some, he would see me sometimes doing like I got an article in Vibe, or I would do something like that, and he was like, yo, how's this kid that is working on my show getting this stuff? And I'm not getting this sometimes. So I feel like maybe I overstepped my bounds sometimes in that aspect mm-hmm. when it came to just the radio show. I kind of, but yeah, working with Cipher was great. I learned a lot about his DJ experience, working with Flex and everything else, um, touring and stuff like that, and well, just how to do radio because he's a funny dude. Yeah, what what actually what does like a radio producer do? Because I, I always think about like a film producer, mm-hmm. right? And I know what they do. They kind of just like try to get the film made by any means necessary and blah 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 blah. But what does the radio do so it's pretty much the same thing like you you're responsible for getting things done a lot of times there's multiple people to help with that but this was at the beginning of shade 45 it was one person for one show you were responsible for getting talent you're responsible for paperwork booking the guests booking the guests all that that's what i mean when i should have been more proactive for the radio side of things like i should have been sitting there calling people or finding out which artists are in town like yo we need you up at the show rather than me working on putting out mixes or like going playing nightclubs and stuff got like it, that you know it. what i mean it wasn't i wasn't a full like gung-ho radio producer when did you start realizing like that self-awareness like damn man maybe i should start focusing on this I mean, shit. when cypher would tell me no i'm just kidding <laughs> 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 no, no. i mean uh I, I it just wasn't for me man like i'm not a paperwork kind of person i don't i mean i do it well i do attention to detail and all that stuff right. but mm-hmm. i didn't like it it did it, it i was fortunate and blessed to have a job doing that and being in that industry but i wanted to dj or produce music or do something you know be more creative i just needed health insurance and uh salary so, so with sway in the morning oh, wow. are you your your producer still kind still, of like a yeah, slash that's still my that. still my position it hasn't changed um so when guests like when uh let's say tiger has a new single mm-hmm. uh does he hit you up or do you hit sway up like how does that work a lot of times when we world premiere songs people will hit sway and sway will will email me like yo we want to play this tomorrow a lot of artists will hit me directly now or their or their label will hit me and saying we have a new project coming out and i'll say yo we got to play something that nobody else has blah 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 and so then i'll have it so at this point it's kind of 50 50 when we have like world premieres um but going back to cypher and then just real quick 
after that we had a girl we needed somebody to do news you know everybody has like their news person or like yeah, their yeah. rumor person or celebrities or whatever so we had this girl her, this girl named angela yee yeah, who had yeah. never done radio mm-hmm. before right she was working for shady limited clothing and she, it, seemed, and she seems really like uh like quiet like, like she, a was, mouse. she was she yeah. was um she actually and she was managing jizza at the time so she was working with she had worked at woo i believe or with power just know that i have the biggest crush on angela Yee since like and do you hear 10 this? years <laughs> you hear the longest this? time bro i don't know what is it about angela that i love she, she's very charismatic hardest worker that i ever worked with in radio like that's the Asian she, side. Exactly. <laughs> no, straight up, straight up, yeah. Um, what is she? She is. She's Filipino and black. Bro. No, no, no. no, she, no. Her, her mother is from Montserrat, so she's Caribbean, and her uh, father is Chinese. That makes sense. There's a lot of Chinese motherfuckers in the, Cari- uh, in the Caribbean. Nah, they met in uh, they met in New York. Oh, did they? Yeah. But shout out to her. There's a lot of Chinese motherfuckers in Jamaica, though. Yeah. 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 yeah definitely. The Chin family. From uh, uh, remember Jamrock the club that's the first club I ever DJed at in Hempstead New York also the first club I ever met Cypher Sounds at I forgot to tell you guys I worked at Franchise Record Pool for Funkmaster Flex when I was 19 years old it lasted for two months my parents told me I couldn't be out till 3 in the morning uh, while while I was going to college I used to be a member of Franchise Record Pool Okay, back in the days I used to hate it man if I missed the pickup on a Friday yeah they they take my records they take all the hot records and I come in Monday I'm like yo where's the the new Mary (laughs) I didn't get one record while I was there not you one record. Nah. Um, I would go to like Club Speed with Mr. C, mm-hmm. and uh, he would be. I would just hand out flyers. I didn't. I didn't get records and stuff like that. Nah. Like, and it was just the whole coming from Delaware. Like we talked about, not a lot going on. And nobody in my family is in music. Nobody plays a music instrument, anything like that. I'm an only child. I had to learn everything myself. Going into this, I got into that by just emailing which had just kind of started like yeah, that you could yeah. email businesses it wasn't even really around like that like yeah. you had to send resumes and stuff i emailed a person named born Allah. i thought he was like nordic like his name was bjorn or something but i didn't realize like five percent talk and all that stuff born Allah is who uh i talked to over there at the franchise record pool and they put me on but that was my first first experience uh, mr excitement you missed the excitement as well. Yep, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Going back to Angela. Okay, real quick. back to Ange. Oh, so, uh, what makes her like the hardest worker uh, in radio that you ever worked with? What like what factors did you see in her, or you saw her do over other people? Okay, mm. so she had never done radio really before. We taught her radio between myself, Cipher, and Reggie Hawkins, who was our boss, um, and she picked it up really quick. And then. Besides that, she wanted to listen back to herself, and she would be really hard on herself. The, uh-huh. the only mm-hmm. bad interview she ever did was when she first started. Was this this like burlesque? Uh, Dita Von Tees was her name. She ended up being Marilyn yeah, yeah. Manson's yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. wife. Mm-hmm. She didn't know that that was Marilyn Manson's wife at the time, and kind of like she said something, and it just was like, "Yo, you didn't." The girl was like, "You didn't know that?" Like, "Duh, you idiot!" Basically, the way she said it, and she never forgot that and she didn't forgive herself about that so she made sure she was up on prep and knew everybody moving forward after that she was very hard on herself and she would go out we would record in union square record in Times square we would go anywhere with the recorder nobody does that with me now we do interns do that now you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like she was an on-air talent that we would go out and get people on the street interviews and like it was nothing and go to every party do all that stuff she was just really about it so so wait I, i have a question she was on the breakfast club uh, and I think Sife was on there, mm-hmm. and then she said that Sife kind of got her fired from Sirius or some shit. 
Is that true? Um, and he was like, uh, no, nah, I don't think no so. No way. No, nah. that's, not, that's not what got her. Well, he didn't defend her. Or he didn't, like, I She think didn't get really fired. She she left to go do to go do Breakfast, Breakfast Club. Is that what she it was? The- yeah, yeah. It, it was, I mean, there was some things, like, we were going through some issues. Like, she wanted to, like, get sponsors on our show, but we're commercial free. Or was Cypher maybe yeah. really hard on her or something? Cypher, uh, not really, because they no. didn't. I mean, I don't know how he felt about her. T- so, eventually, Cypher left to go do... The Hot 97 Morning Show, which opened up, um, which was his dream. So he just bounced pretty much immediately when that opportunity opened up. Yeah, yeah. It was just me and Ange left and uh, a dude named Sean Jaffier, who was the emoticon. He was like kind of like our tech guy and did a lot of stuff. And so it was just us. It wasn't really like a star-studded cast left there. Angela stepped up and we made her the host, man. We made her big. Mm-hmm. And she did it herself as well. And um, they kind of serious, like when they, when you're homegrown talent at a place, they always hold that over your head. Like, yo, you're lucky you're here. We let you be here. When they, when they pluck you from somewhere else, you have Uh, a big name, they're going to treat you like royalty. You feel me? So always kind of like held over our heads. Like, all right, it could be any month now, you know, maybe we'll get somebody bigger than you to put in here. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um, So maybe she felt like that. And so when the breakfast club opportunity opened up, Envy, who also worked at Sirius with us as well. And I don't know if she really knew Charlemagne like that. They kind of got acclimated to each other through talks about going over there. And then she bounced. Um, then she, when she bounced, I was doing the morning show by myself. It was called the Great wow. American Morning Show this, mm-hmm. with the dude Omoticon, uh, Sean Jaffier. And that was just, yo, we were just waiting for somebody to, to replace us. Basically. How, long were, how long were you doing it solo? A couple months, man. It was months at a time. They were, they were trying to get Sway from the beginning, like once Angela left. And Sway didn't want to do it. So they were courting him. Um, and then after that torture was up, eventually they got Sway to sign on. And then <laughs> torture helped, was up. Yeah, basically. <laughs> well, you are, but you I, got that radio voice. I, oh, I don't know yeah. if it, if I do, maybe now I do, but back then I sounded like a dork. Like I hated hearing myself. A lot of people that come up to the station now, they don't listen to the headphones. They hate hearing, they hate hearing their voice. Really? Yeah. It's, mm. it's weird. So I've had, I don't know if I had to learn it, especially like, I hate the way DJs talk, like when they're mixing and stuff. Like I never wanted to be like, like that. So what do you mean? Like. Like, you're either yelling or you're being, like, cryptic. I don't know what it would... You, you have to pick a voice. So, I was just like to talk to people, like, when I'm DJing. Like, I thought it was more natural. You know what I mean? Like, I do the same to, thing. I'm trying to think. I, I, know, I, I can't think of I'd any... I'd be like, who's getting tacos tonight? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, I'd rather be funny and, like, say some wild stuff, which I've always done. Like, because I'm not going to be taken seriously. Like, I was playing, like, straight hood clubs when I first started. Like, Cheetah and, like, all these spots. Yeah, you mentioned Speed. Yo. Yeah, that Speed. That shit was pretty like, hood. Yo, yeah, definitely... <laughs> it was was like one of the only white people in the clubs as the dj growing up so like i never wanted to be like saying like you know who's got real hair and stuff people look at me like what are you even talking about mentioning the white people yeah uh i I found out why they call you dj wonder that's it started at hot 97 yeah they just said you're a wonder bread. Yeah, Miguel Candelaria, who was the Are you pro- he was the producer of um, <laughs> producer Starbuck Wild, actually gave me that name. And Reggie, my boss, gave me that name. I was originally DJ Delaware, W H E R E. That was my original Delaware. college radio station name was DJ Delaware. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, Wonder yeah. worked out better, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like Wonder Bread, Wonder Bread, because I was only even at Hot ninety seven. I was the only white person up there at the time. Really, like things have changed so much, like in radio, nightclubs, DJing. Was, was you else. mad at first when it was like, yo, DJ? Wonder you're like, no. man, fuck y'all. I thought, I thought it was fun. I'd probably be mad now. I'm like, I'm, I take more pride in my white heritage now uh, than back I'm then. I was just kind of like, yeah, man. You're German or what are you? I, 
Well, George? my last name. <laughs> you don't even know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Honestly, my last name is kind of like I guess it would be considered German. I've never taken like a genealogy. My parents never. We never gone back and looked, but I'm guessing German of some sort. What? I don't want to say your last name. Totally it's kind of. It's kind of like a badge of honor, though. When when motherfuckers break your balls and give you a name i mean yeah. that's that's yeah, actually know, your yeah. name that's your that's name what I, that's right. what i took it as like i, I, I know at first i'd be pissed off but then like after a while i'd be like oh, i wonder the like, oh, yeah, they're successful <laughs> i mean i'd take i'd had that my whole like college i didn't really talk to any white people like it's all had all black friends in college and everything else parties i would go out to all black parties so i'd been around all that it's like it is what it is man i'm not gonna trip over that you crazy yeah. that's cool. dope though <laughs> Why are you more proud of your white pair heritage? I've come into my own now, like in enjoying white music. Like in college, I wouldn't even listen to white music. I listen. White to, music meaning country music? No, any like even like white rappers. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I don't talk to my, talk about my boss, but like I would only listen to like jazz, hip hop, and but I moved in New York for a scene. I wanted to be a part of the raucous like mm-hmm. scene. Like I loved like most Dev and like not even Blackstar hadn't even come out yet. Like the the stuff they like the singles that they were putting out. Like that's what I wanted to be around. Like why do you, why do you, lounge. Why do you think that that was at the time? All the DJs you have on here love love that era, yo. They loved that so much because it was authentic. It was man. a pro, it was you know. It but was... I'm saying, but why? Like, I remember, like third base wasn't really like pro white. Nah. You know what I mean? Oh, I no, think yeah. the first pro white dudes were House of Pain. Yes. Oh, definitely. Yes. Like House Irish Pain, motherfuckers, yeah. right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. that was the pro, the most pro white shit. Because even young black teenagers. Oh yeah, they were not. Like, they were not white. No. <laughs> but there was definitely a stigma where like white people in in the nineties were like a sh- not ashamed to be a white, but kind of like you wouldn't promote it for sure. Yeah, it's it was like, weird, right? It, what was it? Back to the hotel? In too deep? Back to the hotel? Yeah. Those guys? Like I'm trying to think who else it was. But now like, in too deep was white. Yeah, I didn't two, know that. Two white guys. Yeah. Nah, I didn't know that. But I always <laughs> thought it was weird. Like third base taught making a song about like white people. Like being evil, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they mentioned yeah. in the gas face. Yeah, search, search <laughs> specifically. Yeah, yeah, Prime Minister Pete Nice was was never. He was just more on like his, uh, you know, like t- white t- pimp shit. Yeah, yeah pimp yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, right. but anyway, but the reason I'm coming around to it now is because that's the only music I listen. To. I don't even listen to hip hop. Like, so what you listening to right now? If on what? the way to work every morning, I have a playlist called um, Soft Rock, but it's it's everything. It's from Shania Twain to like uh, to like. Yacht, yacht rock joints to TV theme songs to stuff like that. Coming home, I listen to a, a playlist called Grunch, which is a party I do. It's, it's a grunge brunch. So it's basically grunge music, 90s alternative, some hip hop in there, like Cypress Hill, Beastie Boys, stuff that was like on alternative like channels. Alternative yeah. Time, yeah. So that's the stuff I'm into. Man, I'm stuck in the 90s. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I like going to rock bars now. Like, I don't even like going to see, I like to go see DJs. I still like to go check everybody out, but straight up, that's the music that. I'm kind of into now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, I mean, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. Exactly. That's how it was yeah. when I was growing up too. I started. I started liking hip hop when I was like five years old. My cousin gave me a, a tape, like Fat Boys on it and stuff like that. Then I went into my hair metal phase, like Poison, Warrant, all that stuff. And then I came. And then I did kind of like a punk phase, and then back to hip hop. So maybe that's what I'm going through now. So when yeah. did you like want it? Like, want to get into DJing? What made you like in Delaware? Um, I. Took a class at Dell Tech Community College when I was... Delaware Tech? Yeah, Delaware Del Tech. Tech. I heard you were 10. <laughs> was it 10? Yeah, it was either 9 or 10, somewhere around there. And uh, um, it was a, prof- uh, a professor. No, he was a guy that was getting paid to teach kids DJing. But he was a, like a wedding DJ, so he taught kids how to like... 
put RCAs into a mixer. He did. That's what that's what he was telling us how to be a mobile DJ, right? right, right. How to be a mobile. DJ. None of the kids care about that. We just want to scratch records all day. Mm-hmm. So that was my first taste of it. Um, uh, from, I was I've always been in the beats. Like I wanted to do some kind of production. So I guess it kind of like got into DJing in high school. They had some techniques sitting around in my high school. Um, I put them together and would use them on my lunch break. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I got my own turntables, um, started playing high school basketball games, which had never been done before. And What was your that, first pair of turntables? Linear Techs, I think they were called. They're from Music Factory in Queens. Yeah. I, got that, I got them sent. And with the Gemini like sampler joint that everybody has. Was it a belt drive linear tech? Both belt, I, I, belt, belt, belt drive. I think yeah. I got those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, yo, they teach you, if you want to learn how to scratch, you want to learn, like, or at least want to have like a completely different feeling when you get on techniques start with those as a kid because they get your touch pause sensation up you know what i mean hey, yo, <laughs> for real for real that was like, DJ Wonder, you know how long guys. it took for the record to start on those joints remember yeah. like i think it fucks you up a little bit the bell drives nah. because, because you're heavy hair because you gotta push it you gotta Dog, push it forward. That's like wearing weights when you're running or jumping and trying to dunk. Is I think it's a it's a good thing. Is it? Yeah. I don't know. I think like it made me push the record forward. It's g- it gave you a heavy hand. You think? It, well, no, no. I think I probably had a heavy hand anyway, but <laughs> I had to like push the record forward with the bell drive. Mm-hmm. So even now to this day with direct drive turn like techniques, I sometimes push the record forward a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I can see it. You, but I'm just not coordinated, so you can't really put me, throw That's me in crazy. a mix of shit like that. So wait, I want to get into something that is legendary to me. Okay. Um, the Five Fingers of Death, man. Five Fingers of Death. Okay. How did what, that what come that? about? What is that? It's a legendary freestyle that happens this way in the morning. <laughs> Only um, the greats have survived. Yeah. Well, well, I'll tell you how what it originally was when we first started to what it is now. Um, this started on Sway Show maybe like a year in or something like that. Uh we were doing freestyles, and I would just throw beats on. Sometimes, if an MC was really nice, I would just rotate the beats at the same BPM just to give it, like, you know how everybody does. They'll switch yeah, beats yeah. up, but not trip up the MC. We wanted something kind of, like, to trip up dudes that were really nice and to see if they could get down with different BPMs, different genres, everything else. So we started this thing, Five Fingers of Death. Sway came up with the name, and it's basically five different beats it started as five different genres of music, five different tempos, mm-hmm. and they just had to keep flowing no matter what we would put on. And well, you guys still do that shit now? We, we, yeah. we do. It's still called the Five Fingers. We had to, like, let me tell you, the first people we had on was, like, Childish Gambino, <sighs> Kendrick Lamar, and Schoolboy Q, like, Papoose, like, all these dudes, King Los, all these dudes that are nice. You know what I mean? So that we were able to do it back Freestyle then. Freestyle King. But you got to pick and choose what you do with well, now, Yeah, because right? now, then the, our, then the guests we started... The people you think any of these guests that are, that started coming up after that could really even freestyle? Let who were the, the first guests that you had to start being like, "Yo, chill, these motherfuckers can't do it." Because I think tell you, I think it was Rich Homie Quan and Young Thugs. That the, era, that era of yeah. Young Thug. Uh-huh. And well, Rich Young Homie Thug Quan. never did it. It was Chief Keef era, but right before them, like that kind of that kind of thing. You couldn't. He wouldn't even freestyle. Like, of course. So that was twelve. Yeah, right around there. Yeah, they none of those. Did they dudes, try to freestyle? It was just like, some dudes would and. Sometimes we had to cut them out of the video, yo. Like, we'd have oh, to wow. edit it. Like, you would hear it live, and people sometimes people would record it, mm-hmm. but we wouldn't put the video out of them freestyling if it was really bad. Uh, and let me ask you what you were impressed with Shia LaBeouf. Shia, hell yeah. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf did one the fuck out of here. That was no, great. He, he, it was great, guys. It, it, was, it was written. I don't but care, but it was good. <laughs> it was nice. He, he contacted us. He wanted to do that. 
Yeah. Like, I don't know if it was some kind of like get ready for a roll or something, but he's really, he, you know, he's friends with Cage, the MC Cage. Yeah, so yeah. He, he's been down with all that stuff. Nah, dude, there's some legendary ones. There's that, that Childish Gambino one is yeah. like the one with the hat where he stops and he starts conversating. Oh, that was, that's the second one he did. He, yeah, he actually, he asked for that beat though. I didn't, um, I didn't trip him up with that do you, one. Do you guys, so before the Five Fingers of Death, mm -hmm. did you talk to the rapper about what like you nah, know the artist the like yo what bpm or what kind of track do you want no nope. sway would because he's nice i'm not nice he's like i'm gonna get these yeah because i don't i'm like yo. What, is the, what is the preferred bpm that I'm motherfuckers want to rap on right i'm now? good at i'm good at profiling like i can yeah. i know what you want to rap to basically I so what, what do you think i what is the preferred bpm right now i would say like 80 bpms right right now yeah that three six kind of like memphis sound like that's what they're yeah, like yeah. it's a little more than the trap and a little less than boom bap basically that's mm -hmm. what that's where they're at right now that's where uh, all the songs are at right now yeah no limit Mob ties, nonstop, sicko all of that mode, shit. Yeah. Sicko mode, all of that shit is eighty BPMs yeah. right now. Nah, but there's some legendary freestyles. You guys gotta check them out. But there was there was a lot of people that I thought that was wrong about. They're like, nah, man, put on some real, put on some like shook ones or something like, like that. That Tyler, yeah. the creator, had a good one too. Tyler, yeah, I did a Neptune's beat with because I knew he loved loved Neptune, so I did a Neptune's track with him, and he killed that joint. So um, break break down how you do it, like uh, okay, the the dude, so you drop one beat, right? Originally, this is the format. Um, I would start with a beat that they could kill. So usually I would start with uh, a 90s um, hip-hop classic beat, like 90 BPM. Shook ones. Something like that, yeah, that, that I know that they could start on nights with. Then, wait, 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 wait a second. <clears throat> Why? I just got a question. <laughs> I don't know if I want to hear like a motherfucker rap to a 90s beat, like a I 90s do. track. I, don't, I, don't, New, I, I, I like. The, I wouldn't mind. You like really? a down south yeah. dude rapping over that is, is fire. You don't, yeah. you don't think so? Like, I think it's... It's a nice, uh, if it's like Papoose or somebody, then you're like, it's typical. Just but think it, like T.I. on Shook Ones. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty. I don't want to hear that. I want to hear that. I kind of want to hear that. I want to hear Do you it. switch it up or is it usually the same so shit? So wait, wait. So that's the first beat. It always be Shook Ones. It no, be like, it, it, and sometimes it's not even like popular. It's just that. That's basically what it sounds like. Classic traditional hip hop would okay. be the first beat to, to kind of ease 90 them in. To 90 to 100 BPM. Exactly. Okay. From there... But sometimes I would slam it in, but then in pause, the middle, pause, pause, yeah, yeah, pause. But, but, uh, in the middle of them rapping, I give them a sugar, sugar. You know what I'm saying to let them know that yo, get ready, here we go. This is when the roller coaster starts. So then, <laughs> but then I would kind of like mix everything, and I would slow down the BPM. We right. go to we go to 70 BPM now. So it's either going to be a trap beat, a traditional hip hop trap beat, or I would do a dubstep. Or wait, how do you do EDM that? EDM trap. Beat. How do you do that if they're rapping? Because they'll be middle. like, da, ba, da, ba, da, da, ba, da, ba, da, and they'll hear it and they'll kind of go with the beat. I ease them down. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's not like sometimes be like, yo, what's happening? And then they're like, man, you're not gonna survive. But if they start going with the beat, then I know that I can work with them. You're not surviving the five so fingers. Second one would be a 70 BPM joint. So like I said, dubstep, EDM trap, or hip hop trap. What beat. would be a standard? Like a, a song or yeah, yeah. I would What's change it up every time. I would even make a log list and so never the same song twice. Okay. So I'm trying to think of one, like stuff you never even heard of, man. Just like weirdo stuff that I would get. Okay. You uh, want to throw them off. Yes. Okay. But it would still be funky though. Like everything's got to have some kind of hip hop drums to it. I don't play like cornball stuff. You right. know what I mean? It's just going to be a little weird. Okay. From the 70 BPM, then I would go down a little bit, even slower than that and go into a house track, which is like 128, 130 yeah. or whatever. Uh -huh. So and it, they can kind of keep their flow going because it kind of transitions and into each other. They're expecting this. They're anticipating. After this. the first couple of times, like Kendrick and school and uh, it was Abso 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 and I don't know who it was, but they're like, 
they had no idea. But these dudes are lyricists. I mean, you yeah, know what that's I'm what I'm saying. Yeah, you yeah. got to do it with these people, um, and you can't do it with just the app because people were requesting. It, so they'd be like, Nah, I don't, I don't think you. Let's just do a regular freestyle. Like Yachty couldn't do that. No way. Juice World couldn't do that. No, no, no. That's no, no. He didn't even want to freestyle basically, when he came up to the show. Basically, so. all of them. No, like Some Little of, Pump wouldn't do that. None of them would do that. The guys you're mentioning, no. I'm trying to think of people of that of this like era. Russ. Russ would do yeah, it. Yeah, he would do it. But that, that's like a lyricist. I'm trying to think of guys you wouldn't imagine that would that, actually that do would well. do it. That who are, who are kind of like the vibe uh, MCs that are actually lyricists. Who chain? Two chains. Oh yeah, would kill us. Yeah. Could do it. He's nice. Um, uh, real quick, so from the house joint, then I would go to uh, a metal or like rock or something different. Like at <laughs> so one, so this is the fourth beat. The now. fourth beat is like 110 BPM from 130. Bring it down to like around 110, and and it's it's a looped something. It's not an instrumental. It's some. It's a part of a song that I re- like maybe like Metallica one, where it's like you know what I'm saying, like that. I would loop that part and then end off with a soft rocked banger like yacht rock or like some 80s r&b or something like that to kind of like ease them out i actually I mean? like when they're freestyling and then you cut the beat and they go for like a bar and then you drop the other beat yeah that's well, i like to i like to ease them because i found out that's the it's the better way for them to get the rhymes if i cut them and slam the records in they got, it takes them a couple bars for them to catch the beat which i don't like to do i like to just keep it flowing you who's, know who's I mean? been the worst one oh my gosh we'll dude. bleep the name if you have to i, I oh. can't i can i can't even think of who's the there's Every, been so many. There's not. There's listen. There's only been a few that are really good. So well, who, who who shocked you that you thought we were gonna kill it and they, they end up not really? Good. Oh my gosh! Other than Shayla Buff, Shayla Buff, Shayla Buff. That was the opposite. I didn't know if he was gonna be. I nice have like five that are my favorite. Tell me, tell me some of your. I'm trying to just think of who like who has even done it. I have to look it up. We've done so many, man. It's, no, they it, do one like all the time. Uh, see, I like, like Shia. I, I feel, well, Shia yeah. was dope. Chance the Rapper was dope. Tyler the Creator was sick. Um, I like the second childish before the the one where he's wearing a black jacket. Mm-hmm. Um, oh man, who did that? And then you guys just had this one dude lately with some, the white boy. He was just mean off the wall. I can't, I can't remember his name, but he was mean with it. Not Marlon Craft, not that dude. No, my cousin yeah. put me on the on um, the, this dude, but no, nah, they there's some that are just fucking insane. See, I, I think like a dude. I like, love when you guys get the battle rappers too. They're not always the greatest freestylers. No, yo. they're not. But some of them were pretty good. Mm-hmm. I like uh, what do you, I mean, like. I feel like a uh, like a like a dude like Meek Mill wouldn't wouldn't be able to do that shit. We've done. I, I think Meek can he, do it. He's yo. That's somebody that surprised me because because once again you think somebody of that stature, like because he was big at the time. Because he's just a street rap. Yeah, you know and you're like uh, he must he must get in the booth and punch in his verse like every two bars or something like that. Nah, he is like. He um he, he went on and too. he would do it to like hip hop beats as well like he would just go and he's like no man keep it going keep it going like Sway would just Are you done and he's like no nah, I want to keep going keep you know what I mean so that's that mm-hmm. Philly thing though so yeah, yeah. little Dicky surprise you little Dicky's a very smart dude I know he can rap like he's good at that stuff he's funny so I knew he was gonna be nice so Mac Miller had a good one too Mac all of Macs are dope. And I switched the beats right, up okay, a lot. Enough, enough. You mentioned dope, you mentioned dope MCs. We <laughs> Mac Miller was a mean MC. I don't know no, what you're talking about. You mentioned dope MCs. Oh, yeah, we're thinking of people. We're yeah. thinking of people that we might not. I'm have trying to just you'd be surprised to do it. Who's that dude? Who's that uh, dude on BBC Radio or like the British guy? Tim that, Westwood. Tim Westwood. Uh-huh. Yeah. I will never forget fucking uh, Rich Homie Kwan freestyling for like 
20 minutes on Tim Westwood. Oh, wow. yeah. Do you remember that? I don't think I've watched that. Nah. Oh, my God. It was some of the worst. It was, it, was, it was That was the beginning. Oh, it was bad. It was horrible. Oh, maybe I have I seen it. I could imagine that. When he, when he was like, <laughs> he was just like, just gibberish and singing. He was like, if I, he said, oh, my God. He They put on the, the, the Lauryn Hill, um, If I Rule the World with Nas yeah. thing. He's, he's like, rapping he, over that. He just started singing. He said, I want all my girls to suck it, suck it, baby. And he just started singing that shit. Yeah. And I remember seeing him and like <laughs> Young Thug. It was fucking horrible. And I was like, yo, hip hop is dead. That's that, the, that was and the beginning. And, and the funny thing is all these young motherfuckers look at Rich Homie Kwan and Young Thug as like. Their forefathers. They're the four, like yeah. the new generation of like. Yeah. Of like the the, the, new, the new little Wayne's, right? None of these, the guys starting with that generation have. That's what they're just doing. What they do in the studio, man. Like they're just vibing, they're drinking, and smoking, whatever. And then just whatever mm-hmm. comes out, they're like, oh, let me say it. You know what I mean? They never had to go up to a radio station and like, yo, you guys have to freestyle. Like this is part of the interview. <clears throat> yeah. They don't understand that. Even now, like they don't understand that. They know when they come to sway, they, it's part of it. But everywhere else, it's like easy. It's like a cakewalk. My you know? my question is this though. When you got a dude like Meek Mill or you got a dude like Kendrick, right? Mm-hmm. Those were the dudes that were the nicest on the block. Yeah. That they would, they would like, motherfuckers would test them. They would rhyme. They would battle motherfuckers. And they would, you would be like, yo, that's the one. Mm-hmm. That's Neil. Yeah. How does Young Thug and Rich Homie Kwan, like, how did that happen? Like, they, they obviously, uh, they, they, don't have that, they don't have that battle element. You know what I mean? Where they had to, like, prove it to motherfuckers. So they were just either just getting high with their homie mm-hmm. and fucking around. Mm-hmm. And came up with something. It just came they up have with a, something. They have yeah. a following a lot of times from, some of them are great drug dealers. Some of them had money that they could actually afford studio time where mm-hmm. other people couldn't. Um, I think Young Thug started with Gucci Mane on mixtapes, like doing like verses. I'm not sure who hooked them up or yeah. how he even got to mm-hmm. those ranks. But that's how he, I think, believe how he got put on. Wow. But because even when they were like doing the freestyles, I don't even know if they understood the element of freestyle. The, Just the, the point, of, the concept of like mm-hmm. being on sway and, and then like doing that shit. I just know I, I'm not an MC or anything, but I knew as a DJ or as a music lover, I always knew the history, like stuff before I was born, 70s, 60s, like mm-hmm. 80s music. But that was even before me. You always go back and study. Yeah. Like I went back and studied everything. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody does that anymore. Nobody cares. It's all about right now, which nah. is, is it works for them, but it's just not what I would do. You know. Nope. Same with yeah. DJs as well. Yeah. They don't study the music from back in the days. There was an interesting point about that though. Was that when we were growing up, and I think it was on the Joe Budden podcast. Rory said this shit. Like what? when we were growing up, we had to listen to whatever our parents were listening to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or whatever was outside. And the fact that everyone has their own phone and, and everything, and you're not forced to listen to what's outside or I anything. I never thought of that, but yeah. That's now, so like, a true. kid can listen to whatever they want. When they're they're not growing up on the history of hip-hop or mm-hmm. what I, the parents were listening to, right? I didn't either, though. Like, my parents didn't listen to music growing up. We didn't have, like, records hanging around the house but the, or anything. But, then, I wait, could, but you came up on hip-hop, and hip-hop was sample-based, so you kind of wanted to know. I had where to they, go back, yeah. Yeah, you wanted to know what the original was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know if motherfuckers care about that shit now. No, no. not at all. No way. It's way easier to now than before. Music is disposable now. It's not even music in general. 
is not the same as it it was a treat for us it was like something you would spend your allowance on it's not it's not that anymore it's different man yeah video games like are now maybe what music was for us growing up i mean even though video game we had video games but video games are the same I don't think anything's changed for video, video games. Video games have turned into a job for people. Video games have turned, like, it's a, it's a way to chat with people and everything else. It's a lifestyle. But I mean, the value of video, video games has gone up. Yes, yes. Right? And music, mm-hmm. I believe, has gone down. Oh, that's so crazy. Yeah. I was going to say the cost is kind of the same, though, for video games. Oh, yeah. yeah. It never really changed from $59.99. Nah, even with nah. Nintendo, that shit was always yeah, fucking, always like, $60, yeah. $70 for yeah, a game, Yeah, it's always yo. been the same. Yeah. Nah, but, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Fuck. That's fucking nuts, man. Um, what do you call it? So with uh, I kind of always I keep want to go to back to swaying, swaying the morning, man. Yeah, we can go. Well, so we the f- are in the swaying. I know, I know. I mean, yeah, yeah. But I want to go back to the Kanye shit, man. <laughs> oh, I'm just, I, go to the messy shit. Then. Yeah, because I've watched that episode with Kanye on, uh, and it was just you were watching. I don't know, like his frustration, and then like. You know, Sway's such a nice dude, right? Yeah. And he was trying to, he wasn't even trying to control uh, Kanye. He was trying to show him, well, maybe you didn't try this option or there's these options or why don't, why are you like trying to rely on these like rich white people to come in, like, you know, help you and, and invest in you and all of this shit. Mm-hmm. But in the end of it all, how did, what did Sway take from that shit after like Kanye left? Did you guys talk about what happened has he at gone, all? Has he gone back since then? He's never been back since. Um, they were friends before that. Yeah, yeah. Like something about they, a TV. They, they were, yeah, they, supposedly Kanye had given Sway a TV. That's what that was a whole joke. Like a, <laughs> a TV had laying around, or, or I don't. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Kanye gave Sway a TV. Um, but at, yeah, we talked about that for years after that. But immediately after, like it was just still weird. The tension was still in the room, but. They ended on, they, if you watch the whole interview, they end on a good note. Yeah, they, yeah, you know, they yeah. say, I love you to each other. It's all good. Um, but it was still. But just, it was Kanye realizing, like, yo, I just snapped the fuck out. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm out, I was out of line, yo. Yeah. Even you know Sway I mean? said he was like, we ain't got to do this. We can turn these fucking mics off. No, but I don't think he said it like we could fight. No, I no, no, like, meant, not like, he, he I'm, no, yeah. like, I'm your friends. boy. Yeah. yeah, I'm your boy. You can turn like this it. off if you want to talk to me yeah, about yeah, this yeah. shit. Exactly. People have taken it like that, like, yo, let's step outside or not. That's not nah, real. That's he not what said, it was. let's take a walk. Yeah, yeah. I kind of felt that way. Nah, Sway was trying to say, like, yo, it's not about, like, I'm it's not like, doing this for the views. I'm not doing this for the views. I'm like, I want to come talk to you. I want to see what's going on in your mm-hmm. mind. Shit, yeah. we could turn off all the mics mm-hmm. and we could just talk. Yeah, I don't know. But swear, uh, coming from Oakland, somebody saying that, yo, we, <laughs> yeah, could, yeah, yeah. we, could we take get these, busy. Yo, take these headphones off and we deep go down on, inside. Can, maybe that's because Sway <laughs> has hands. I've seen it for real. Like him, just like airboxing and stuff like that. He's an athlete. Like he's like. He's an athlete, like pretty much. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mess with him straight up. So it's good to go. That's why we're never intimidated by anybody that comes up there. We can ask anything we want, but we're yeah. not, we're not like sensational on the show. We don't do things a lot of other shows do. We don't go for headlines. We get like real stories, and people are more open to give you a story if you're not, if they're not on guard, thinking like, oh, you're gonna ask me about my baby mama and stuff but, like that. But was he legit worried about Kanye after that interview? Worried in which way? Like, like yo, like, like that's not normal. Like that motherfucker. As a per, as a human, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. absolutely. Because he cares about him. He he does love him straight up. But y- y'all could tell like something was wrong with him, right? Yeah, it was. I could tell from the energy. I'm not even an energy person or like one of those like weirdo like hippie dudes. Like I'm not into that. But you, something like heavy came into the room, like wow. at that time. And I think, I think he's much more stable now than he was at that time, bro. Like, like no way. I don't think so. No, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. What? Wonder what part? Absolutely. Please. 
I, I think a lot of stuff he's saying now is if you take it outside of politics is he's saying some good things it's all about dialogue and bringing people together and what do you think people. what do you think is what he's saying is good what do i think yeah yeah um is that uh, i'm trying to think i think yeah them. first of all i think he's one of the most inarticulate like human individuals beings. i've ever yeah very visual i, I will say yeah. and that's how he gets things out um but, I, but but you're right when he can articulate what is in his head Mm-hmm. I would say 70% of the time it, it can be like oh okay that that's that's really genius mm-hmm. but then as as time went on like in the earlier interviews the genius kind of like the brilliance kind of made up for the instability well is you know what I'm saying that, that's what pe- people will give him a pass as long as they're on his side of politics you've never seen this until he's on the wrong side of people's politics or betraying his race or whatever people are saying that's no that, but i think that's it's the first time he's really crazy and he's off his meds nobody really talked about that when he had first lost his mother when he was talking about it in his songs like mm-hmm. i'm on or whatever the song was he's talking about losing his mom you know what i'm saying now it's he's like a he's a psycho he doesn't know somebody needs to get this guy help why mm-hmm. why right now that's what it is is he's on the wrong side of people's politics yeah. man and that that writer that he hurt a lot of people like they don't know what to do and he won't back down which every other celebrity backs down mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying if if they say something wrong against twitter mobs and stuff like yeah. that he won't back down he keeps saying it so now he's just we're canceling him it's a wrap so i I, I disagree i think what's happening now is he doesn't have the team that he had back then yeah that's a big factor and i think he the team he had back then were uh when they were working with kanye was genius I think what they did was groundbreaking. How did they correct any of his past indiscretions? I think what what happens is this, is that like creatively and execution-wise, from concept to execution, I think his team of Don C, his manager, Virgil, uh, Jerry Lorenzo, uh, IBN, I think they were all there not only to filter him, but also kind of reorganize his thoughts because he's not articulate but they can like take it and represent it to the public and kind of create a movement out of it i mean he even said virgil was the one to do all that yeah shit. and i think dante was there to like control him and filter everything and then jerry lorenzo was styling him at the time and ibm was like doing his hair mm-hmm. but probably that just being around your homies mm-hmm. and your friends and then creating dope shit and then now it's like it's there's th- that that love of creating with your homies is missing. It's everyone that he's creating with it, it works for him. Yeah, so it's like, you know what, what I mean? It happens to everybody when they get a family, I would think. Like, if you're, you're in a different creative space when you're on the grind and when you're with your friends and you come home and do all that stuff. I'm, you know, it, it's a different stage of his life, yeah. man. Yeah. I just don't, I don't, I want to know what is different now, why he's so crazy now compared to when he was being very erratic and like, talking about people's kids and stuff like with the Wiz situation and all that and, and I think they, that was, they, they didn't cancel him for that that was part of the whole <laughs> beginning of it okay. which one well, the, when he said uh, he told Wiz I'm like I'm I'm the reason why your baby's here or some shit like that yeah he was going at it he oh, said yeah, some yeah. shit but that was like the beginning of this whole that was the beginning that, that was like two time. years yeah, ago that was the no that was, this is the life of Pablo oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. but, but no, like, no no when he said uh, the shit about was oh yeah it was life but i'm life saying problem. we started seeing him being unstable uh with jesus yeah jesus no jesus was more so like they're trying to contain this genius creativeness that i'm trying to give out yeah. but now it's like they're trying to contain th- this way of thinking no no, no no i think he was i think they were upset i think they were 100 percent angry and it, they were 
trying to voice everything that he was angry about. And that's why his anger became a tactic. Remember, he started ranting. And then other shows. And then it became a thing where he's like, I'm going to rant at every show. Mm-hmm. And then he got obsessed with the att- uh, with the attention. But, that, but I think it was built upon their frustration because the fashion world was not letting them in. Yeah, so that's that, that's where I think it comes from. It was a corporate they wouldn't let him in the corporate America side because he was black or whatever. He would run that so long on Nike. Right. Nike wouldn't give him royalties. So then now he's on the side where okay, if they don't let if you can't beat him, let's join him. So he went that route. So the route where people are like, yo, you were like the forefront about representing us and letting us in, but now you're running with them. So people no, look at I, him it crazy wasn't, for It that. wasn't let's beat them, let's join them. It's, it's what it looks like. No, 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 no. It was about Nike, is, Nike isn't giving me any shares of their profits, mm-hmm. right? So they're marginalizing my... Uh, my involvement with everything. They're, they're trying to be like, yo, you're a rapper, so you can only do this with the sneaker. We'll give you a signature shoe. Yeah, we'll give you this. Man. but we're, you, And he's like, yo, you, y'all just sold out of that. How come y'all don't give me more? I want to do a clothing line. And they're like, nah. He tried to do it himself. He couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. He's trying to do everything on a large scale, on like a billion dollar scale, million dollar scale. He's not trying to do shit like, yo, I just want to create. So that's why when he had the platform with Adidas, they needed him, so they gave him this whole. They literally gave him their whole brand. They were like, "Yo, you got a Yeezy brand. What you can use everything that you want, and blah 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 blah." So yeah. that they literally did that. Remember, and then still they were like, "We don't know if we want to fuck with your clothing." Yeah, yeah, because he was still wearing the clothing outside. And then what happened? Like a year or so later, they said, "Oh, now Yeezy and Adidas is one," and they they started backing his clothing. And that was Calabasas, right? Exactly. So then. That it's not that like let's beat him, join him. He's always wanted that, but Nike never gave that shit to him. You feel did, me? And who did Nike give it to now? <laughs> I mean, yeah. they gave it to Virgil. He, he, he started like how many careers? <laughs> Three or four careers from Don C to uh, I've been Fear of God. To, There's you know, like four honestly. of them. So the question is this: mm-hmm. I mean, that was to me the first sign of wow, like he's unfiltered and he's like unstable and he's and he's just like losing it a little bit. I don't, but I don't know if he's always lost it, but I don't know like if it was triggered from his mom passing away. I, he never really like went through that whole grief because he right away he went to eight oh eight, but that was his grief. Yeah, yeah. the eight oh eight was his grief. No nah, man, it's not. There, there has to be some time away from a lot. It was of a, no, yeah. no, 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 no. That's why he started singing because he yeah. said, "I can't rap about this pain. I have to like sing the shit. And I can't sing." So he started doing auto tune, and he needed. Um, like starting in relationships, like more public relationships, because yeah, he, he, needed, he needed a mother yeah. figure, you know, somebody mm-hmm. around. Um, I just don't think he went through the right process for that. Probably not, but I, I think 808s was definitely his. his that was his that was the result of of his grief with his mom. Exactly, yeah. She was crazy. Nah, but I don't, I don't know. I I think he should have gone to a different process than everything he went through that year. He brought the Amber Rose shit was about the 808 shit was about the. Two years later, the fucking Taylor Swift shit was about. So just, I he met never it. really left. I met the dude in uh, 2004. He came with Hot 97, I think. Or maybe 2003, probably, something like that. Um, very humble dude. I think Jersey City. He was like with 88 Keys and all that stuff at the time. Um, it's just, man, it's just industry. They talk about like selling your soul and stuff. And like you mm-hmm. think that's like a joke or whatever. I'm going back to the Halloween stuff. But like straight up, bro. Like you could... 
you could sell your soul, you could be around all these people that tell you certain things, and you turn into a completely different person, man. And I just think 10 years later, it's like he turned, something happened. Maybe it was maybe he needed a breaking point. The crazy thing, he mentioned that in a freestyle. He said, I sold my soul, I sold my soul to the devil, but it came with some toys like a Happy Meal. So it's like that shit he's talking about right now, just it makes sense. I don't I know about that, but I mean, it kind of, but not really. I think I think what it comes down to is that as you start making a lot of money, you have to protect yourself, especially with the people that are around you. You know what I mean? And I just think that the team that he has right now are just literally taking advantage of him. Yeah. I mean, it happens to every artist, bro. It happens to Michael Jackson. Look His at own Michael, doctor man. killed him, bro. Didn't Prince's own doctor kill him? Well, he he took too he much. He took too much. Yeah, he took too much. Drugs, yeah. It's just everyone on your team, like, yo, I mean, rest in peace, DJ Am. I mean, I don't really know what happened, but that's another thing where he shouldn't, he shouldn't have been, like, traveling. He shouldn't have been, like, flying nowhere. Yeah, after that accident. Yeah. He needed a break after that accident. He needed a break. <laughs> like, yo, and then that's what I'm saying. It's like, he shouldn't have been doing a TV show with a like a bunch of drug addicts with a drug addicts and being around crack and shit you know and heroin whatever the fuck you know what i mean yeah. that's what i'm saying like you need motherfuckers who're going to protect you especially you know and not just be like yo here's an opportunity let's not shut our you know let's not shut the door let's on make these this money so yeah. you never you never DJ'd a night that you know was going to be a big night and uh you knew you should have stayed home but you did it anyway i mean fuck i mean but there's a difference to that because I haven't. Well, it's, it's on a small scale, but you know you're scale. affecting other people's salaries, basically. Yeah, yeah, in a certain of course. Way. So imagine being, you have to keep going, man. There's no stopping. That's what it's called, selling your soul. It's basically because why do you think like Rolling Stones still tour? Why do you think all these people still tour? Do you think they love it? It's part. It's a part of life, and you're also providing for mad other people. Like you can never stop, really, mm -hmm. unless you just but stop. Like guys like the Rolling Stones, they could retire. They don't have to tour. I think they do it because they really like it. Or maybe they sold their soul and it's part of the contract. <laughs> it's part of the contract. You never know. Bob Dylan did say that. There's an audio, audio clip of him talking about that, that a long time ago he got what he wanted and now he has to do what he has to do. Wow. So you never know. That sounds scary. Conspiracy theories. I have a lot of them, bro. By DJ Wonder. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's another show on Sirius Network coming through. I mean, I think, I think it, it could be kind of almost like that if I think there is like – not a secret society, but I think in everybody's career, there's a higher power. And at some point, this higher power cleans some shit up that you might have done. Maybe you fucked a girl and she overdosed, you know, in your hotel room and they clean that shit up. Or like, you know, like you owed a ton of money. Like, I don't know if you've seen Jersey Boys. They needed yeah. like the mafia, uh, his mob boss to come in to clear up the debt of his... Mm -hmm. of uh one of their band members and shit like there's always an underground element to anything it's like yo when you think about drake and jay prince and all of that mm -hmm. shit so you're saying there's like some type of illuminati it's not it's not a <laughs> I'm higher not, power i'm not saying there's always but something a, like look, that type of power. even drake has a higher power <laughs> listen i 100 percent believe in illuminati i believe in public rituals i believe and you can say how it's funny how, have they approached you to join the illuminati no nah, i'm waiting man but i'm <laughs> i'm waiting i'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a contract over wait, wait, wait. you would join that shit no nah, i'm 100 percent for jesus you understand i would never sell myself i would never like there's a lot of ways that you could sell yourself out and even not standing up for your beliefs is a certain way that you cannot uh, that you could sell yourself out. I would always I'm always voice my opinion. So wait, the Illuminati. The, what do what do you think the Illuminati? I believe break it, it down. Um that there are people who fund a lot of these celebrities cuz they know that they're the voice of the people even though they're low in the totem pole of compared to like 
the Rothschilds and all of the other people who really control the money of the world. You mm-hmm. understand? They use these people as like their mouth and as their propaganda, basically. So they'll give them the things that they want. Um, and in turn, maybe there are some kind of rituals involved, a, a darker power. Who knows? I want you to look at every Super Bowl performance and using the color red, using symbolism, using triangles and stuff like that. Just go back and look at the past few Super Bowl performances. Look at the top pop stars right now, female, I mean, look at the male. Jay-Z, Beyonce performance. Okay, you there. say it, but yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> look, at, look at some, look at their on the, look at the, their tour together. Look how many, how much symbolism is in there. Nah, and you can take you, it yeah. as, it's a joke, and maybe you can even take it as them trolling people thinking that at this point, but there's a reason why people thought that from the beginning. I mean, I watch the throne alone. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's just symbolism like a motherfucker. Joint, okay. yeah. Yeah, like pagans and all that. Yeah, yeah. Like I just think it was the, it was the designer. Uh, oh, what's Tichi? his name? Yeah, Tichi. Givenchy. No, no, no. No, no, no. Yeah, Givenchy well, yeah, 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 was the he, brand. But yeah. he was the creative director for yeah, oh, Ricardo Tichi. Ricardo Tichi, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, which if you look at their symbolism of the, of that season's of line of clothing a lot of that stuff is the same thing man symbolism Damn. is very powerful remember me, yo remember black scale for streetwear wise yeah yeah ask them what they're into like oh what, no, you know, oh, they, no, no what, they, what, they, what they researched to, to, to get a lot of their designs like i used to wear this stuff all the time and i, I still would i mean they, they were the first me. they were the first yeah, yeah. Just straight up yeah mega without them there would be no Givenchy. there would yep. be no um ASAP Rocky. Yeah. Dude, yeah, Mega yeah. is. Uh, God damn. There would be no fear of God. 100%. Mm-hmm. For yeah. real. Yeah, Mega is Without Mega. Shout to Mega. Yeah. yeah. He's a fucking. Mad. He's a mad scientist. He knows mm-hmm. all the, the facts. And such is like cool, calm, collective dude. But. Yeah. I mean, if you look at that, I mean, Rick Owens is another one that has that dark, that dark gothic feel and all of that shit. With, with his like life partner who's like. <laughs> yeah, she looks like a troll. <laughs> Yo, that is the weirdest relationship I've ever seen, but I guess it works for them. I don't know. Yeah, that's she, just crazy. She looks like a witch, like 100%. Straight up. So you d- believe that there is a secret society? Like oh, absolutely! I believe there's a secret society, but then the levels of like of uh, supernatural and everything else. I believe there's forces of good and evil in every industry for sure. And what I, do you mean? You believe in supernatural shit? Um, for example, what? I don't know if I believe in. Like, I don't even know if I believe in ghosts, honestly, or like I believe like that in ghosts. Stuff. I believe. I believe. I, I in, believe in ghosts. I believe in Jesus and the you devil. You guys are morons. <laughs> Working at Neo, you believe in ghosts too. Yeah, but someone said that our workers would say that there was a ghost in yeah, the warehouse. There was a fucking ghost, dude. It wasn't a ghost. Yeah, there was something in there. Right? Yeah, there was something in there. A victim of mafia past. I don't know. It would come out late at night. Yeah, yeah. Man, just the fucking radio turns on. <laughs> you guys are morons. Nah, I just believe there's good and evil. If, if it's Jesus and the devil, that's what it is. I believe that's what it is. There's somebody influencing you. You have the choice of taking one way or the other way. Mm-hmm. So that's all it is to me. I, agree. I still believe in ghosts and leprechauns. And I've seen it, man. Like it's coming from a town like Delaware, coming from somewhere. Yeah, that's where fucking yeah, hocus yo, pocus popped out. No, man. I'm talking about like a quote unquote wholesome place or somewhere like. My mentality completely changed going to New York City, like yeah. from, from cursing more, which I try not to do too much, mm-hmm. like to just being desensitized from everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, and then the industry is the same way. You become desensitized to a lot of stuff, and you become open to doing more stuff that you thought you would never do before. And mm-hmm. I think that's what happens to a lot of these people. From Definitely, their private yeah. parties. Who knows what goes on at that stuff? You know what I mean? Yeah, so, I've heard stories. The after hours, the DJ, after parties, yeah. and shit like that. Yeah. 
Supernatural conspiracy theory. Neva's done know. a lot of things. Uh-oh. Whoa. <laughs> Pause. I'm going to save you on that one. Pause, my man. Neva has been I've in seen, the caves. I've, I've seen a lot of things. He's seen bro. a lot of Yo. things. He's done a lot of things. Speaking of that, nasty. We, talking about Vegas, have you guys been uh, privy to uh, some interesting times out here from moving from New York out here? Of like course. It, people are a lot more, uh, I don't know what the word is. There's just it's like a bacchanal out here, like Roman times. The problem is that there's an indulgence out here. I yeah, think the yeah. indulgence is the biggest thing. Temptation and indulgence. Yeah, it's right. where like no one tells you stop. Oh. Like you could just keep going on and on and on. And if you don't check yourself, like that's why some people move to Vegas and they only last two months mm-hmm. because they just overindulge. And it it could be. And the thing is, is whatever your weakness is. Vegas is a city where you can overindulge in any any aspect of it. So if it's girls, you can overindulge in girls. You can overindulge in drugs and liquor and gambling. Mm. It's like all here, and it's just it's readily available. That's so, why yeah. I, I get I I say I do like coming to Vegas because I can control it now and it's fun. Like in little spurts, you know what I mean, Paul. But it's like first time I first time I came out here was bad, bro. It was bad. <laughs> what year was that? Well, what, what, what was your indulgence? Okay, you well, what I came out here for was 50 Cent Get Rich or Die Trying movie, okay? They were, me and Angela Yee, they sent us out here to interview 50 Cent. That was our only job. Yeah. Okay? I'd never, <laughs> I'd never been to Vegas before. Right. Okay? Uh-huh. 2005. Okay. I'm like 20, 24 years old or something like that. I don't know. Just never been anywhere before. Come out here for that. We go to the movie screening cool never really been to movie screens i'm like wow all this stuff happening you know what i mean blah, blah. afterwards they have a couple buses to take you to crazy horse 2 i think oh, it was right, at the yeah, time yeah. crazy horse 2 i think now they got a crazy horse 3 <laughs> but yeah no. so <laughs> i've been to strip clubs before i've been like in in queens and stuff when i was like 18 going nah, to school nah, it's not like it's a Vegas thing. Nah. <laughs> okay I, yes i had not been to strip clubs before we get there dog all the DJs that have come in, they have them out there, free drinks, everything, the whole, it's open bar, all that stuff. So mm-hmm. imagine me, like, just wilding, you understand? Um, everybody leaves. Mm-hmm. Everybody leaves. I'm there by myself till 9 a.m. in uh-huh. the morning, okay? Yeah. I go outside. The interview with 50 Cent is at uh, noon. I go outside, and I'm like, oh, my, what have I done? You know what I mean? Oh, go back to the hotel. He said, what have I done? I'm, honestly, I'm thinking even, that. You didn't even explain what happened that know, night. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, what have I done? That's all I got to say, man. It was bad. I go back to the uh, to the hotel. I'm like, you know what? It's only a couple. Of, let me just stay up and get ready. I end up falling asleep in my clothes on the bed. I missed the whole interview. Oh, shit. And just hitting me, calling me, calling my room, nothing. Finally gets my room. Yo, she calls me after the interview was over. Luckily, uh, I got I, I was mad lucky. They had a recorder, extra recorder there that she was able to use. She got the interview. But she'll never let me, let me live that down. Damn, you put my girl in that situation, my guy? Yeah, man. That wasn't your girl. That's my girl. I'll never be your girl. That's <laughs> <laughs> Angela Yee. But that's your girl. Like, Smart Sway girl. is never Sway, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. And, and at least I met Sway. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> off. I know Angela hasn't even met her. I know. Right? Wait till she meets me. 
she ain't gonna make you. She ain't gonna make you feel special either, man. <laughs> she looks very nice. <laughs> nah, she's nice. She's nice. But yeah, she, she she might not make you feel special like the way Sway does, though. I tell you that much. But uh, yeah, that's what I thought. Of. That was my feelings about Vegas from that point forward. Like, did you I just get thought, in trouble or did? Nah, because Angie covered Angie for has me. Your back. Yeah, yeah, she yeah, she was yeah, dope she. like that. Yeah, but yeah, she'll was never she let me. Was she mad or she was like fucking with she you? Was mad, she was mad. She was mad a little bit, but then yeah, so completely messing with me. Like I had to go look at my bank account with her afterwards. We went to go to the ATM together to go look at my how bank much, account. How much is missing? What was the damage? It wasn't bad. It was like over G. No, 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 five hundred something like that's that. Awesome. But, but, but that was a lot oh, for man. me. That's a Tuesday for cricket, bro. I got a better story when I first moved out here. Oh, go ahead. Because I'm, trying, I, I want to know what you, I don't know. Because I coming from New York, this is a different place. I want to know how y'all uh, fit in out here. What did you do? Fuck. All right, when I first, um, the first day I moved out here, I had enough money to like pay for my um, my rent, like two months, um, in, uh, the month rent and then the advance, the deposit, yeah, yeah. deposit. <sighs> the night before, I went to the. Well, you had was, cash, so the, you had enough for those two. No, things. no, it was money in the um, ATM. So I went to. Um, it wasn't a ride. I went to Crazy Horse. Okay. I spent Crazy all, Horse one. I spent all that money at the Crazy Horse. And one night? It was like maybe $1,700. Oh, I know what you were doing. Damn, rent was cheap back then. <laughs> God damn it. $1,700? Like, hey, what is that? $8, yeah. $875? Yeah, yeah. $850? $875? It could have been a little bit more, but it was something like that. And I had that because I still had What checks. the fuck were you living in? It, must have, it, was, Yo, it was still like a one bedroom. It was kind of nice. No, it was a studio. It was a studio? No, no, a one bedroom. It was it one? It was a one bedroom. Yo, that's crazy. For eight fifty, you know, eight, yeah, that's you a long way. Eight seventy five, seventeen fifty. Yeah, yeah. Rent was cheap back then. No, the right? rent is still cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, going, it's going up because of the Raiders, and, though. And you know, the Raiders uh, are coming to Vegas. And you know who helped me out? Who? Eddie. <laughs> I knew <laughs> it. I fucking knew it. He helped you waste the money, or he helped you get the money? Both. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he got you a couple gigs or something? Or no, no, no. He just lent me some money because I knew I had money coming in, but at the time I was just like, I had just made the transition from New York to Vegas. So I spent a lot of money with the traveling and all this shit. Just like, oh, why? Why is oh. it at the strip clubs out here that it's so? I mean, I, I know the casinos. <laughs> the casinos they don't put uh, clocks and they don't put windows out there. Same thing as the strip clubs. But why? Why does it go so quick? And why is it so like you stay so long compared to like any other city? They keep playing a two for one dance. <laughs> the girls keep coming up. <laughs> I've never been. I've never been in a spot in Vegas for a two, two for one. Two for dance. one, me either. Never. That's wild. That's some like Queens shit. No, that's some that's shit like getting Queens. No, let me tell you what. C team and D team. Let me, guess, are at that let me tell you what little darlings is about. <laughs> you oh, get shit. two for one dance. Like eighteen and over, right? I can't do that. That's when I was younger. Let me live. Two for one dance. Two for one dance. The little blue light comes out. Oh, it's on. So. Know about that. Do y'all uh, y'all have relationships out here? Nah, you get no. deep, huh, Paul? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like girlfriend? Nah. No, nah, I want you guys to sell me on Vegas, honestly. I'll, I'll, I will be. Don't move here. <laughs> okay, okay, thank you. Absolutely. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. First time I moved out here, I don't know if I told the story before. Here we go. Uh, first time I moved out here, uh, all I wouldn't do is I would just hang out with Never and Eddie, and it would just be me and Never. And I don't know for some reason I was not into the shorties out here because you know, like when you're from New York, you you get accustomed to. Yeah, like, you know. What kind of girls did you date in New York? Like, I mean, I dated all kinds of girls, yeah, but yeah. like just having a conversation with a girl oh. is very different oh, from like yeah. conversing with some of the the chicks I would meet here in Vegas. Mm -hmm. And then I would hang out with them and shit, but I was never like, "Yo, they they cool, like we could hang out and and stuff like that." But it was just like, yeah, I was not into them. So there was a good six months where I was just like, I was cool with like the female bartenders, some of the waitresses, 
some of them would bring me food at my gigs like out of nowhere Some and i was just fingers? and then i would just not i would just wouldn't hit him up and then yo the word was is that like i was gay and then me and and me and the, yo, hear this. yo listen to this it's crazy the word was that i was gay oh my God. <laughs> and me and never were fucking oh <laughs> was my gosh yo did, any, did yeah. anybody ever say this to your face? That no, was no, just no. a rumor, no, no, no. <laughs> I was at the pool and never was DJing, or someone was DJing. And then these, these bartenders come up and they're just like, oh, what's up? And they started unbuttoning my shirt. And I was just like, what the fuck, y'all? Why y'all treat me like I'm a tourist? You know what I mean? Like, I always told these motherfuckers, like, I don't like, the, I don't like these fucking chicks coming up to me. Like, we in the industry, right? Yeah. Like, don't, don't be coming up to me like, Treating me like how you treat like doing this like these like kind of like flirtation, these things that work on like some dude from Delaware. No, no offense. I feel, the, I feel the same way about about strippers. I always want to just talk to them. Yeah, don't, don't play don't, me. Don't don't, do yeah. don't play me out like that. Uh, yeah. And then like yo, we work together. They like I'm buttoning my like woo, and I'm like yo, yo, chill out, like relax, like we, you know, like I'm chilling. <laughs> and then one of the chicks was like, oh my god, you are gay. And I was like, what are you? Oh my and you're gay god. too. And that's when, and that's when I was like, yo, like, what, what, what do you mean I'm gay? Like, you fucking never slaying and shit, and you're here being the gay nah, one. I, just start, I started like checking my hands, like, yo, am I moving my hands weird or some shit? The flick of the wrist. I can't flick of the wrist. <laughs> Is that the immediate immediate signs? Is the hands? I was looking. I was looking at like I was. At, I had a glass and I was like, I had a drink. I was like, yo, am I holding this weird? Like, that's a pinky sticking out. Why is? Why am I drinking a margarita like this? But it was weird because it's like, yo, man, I'm not, I'm just like, I was not into that shit. Did you go extra hard, pause after that, like to would you slain the bitches? Yeah, exactly. Nah, but it's like, yo, you, I, the thing is, you would, you would, go, we would go to like Rhino or the strip clubs, yeah. and then there would be like those real street or like urban chicks there, so you would meet like, like a Puerto Rican or Dominican chick there that wouldn't not that wouldn't so be able hood. to work. Yeah. yeah, so then you could like relate. I don't know about the hood, but like I'm not, not trying. Not hood, but like from the neighborhood. Yeah. Like, but like yeah. you would just find like that those like around the way chicks at the strip club, and I think they were way different then than the the strippers are Did now mm-hmm. because they would they were just kind of like yo we just we doing this for money, but like once we leave this shit like we want to turn this shit off. So they were always looking for like a good dude to hang with. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like when I first moved out here, I actually dated a lot of strippers. Shouts to the strippers. Because strippers. it was like yo, you found like like a real one. Mm-hmm. Like it they were, I mean obviously they were dancing and shit, but yeah. it was like they were, they were real. I'm not gonna lie, I fell in love in the strip club a few times. And that's the one thing that I, I never really. I mean, it, and at the time, the nightclub industry was a little off because a cocktail waitress, right, didn't necessarily turn that shit off after the nightclub. You think they 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 would talk to you like they would just act like that they around speak you it, the- because they were there to solicit bottles yeah. right and then, and they, they would be uh they would kind of like like at the time the management companies were using the cocktail waitresses to also host big clients mm-hmm. so like if there was an off like if if it was a Tuesday or Wednesday and the club wasn't open but the owners were uh, and the managers of the clubs were like yo we got a big dinner with these high rollers y'all need to come out. And y'all need to like eat dinner with these dudes, and and they they couldn't turn it off. Mm-hmm. So I think after a while they just couldn't turn that shit off. Sometimes even like after the shift, after they worked the shift, a manager would be like, "Yo, so and so client, they want they want you to take them out." 
They want to take you out after you get off of work. So they have to do that. That's even crazy. if they didn't want to do it, they or have even to do hang it. out with them in their room. Like go yeah. to their room and hang out with them. Uh, yeah. God knows what else. That's what I'm saying. Were you trying to move out here or what? I don't know. No, but no. This was this was back then. This was like in 2005. Yeah, it's not the same now, man. I don't think I could do it, man. Like maybe LA. I'm not even sure if I could do that. You know, I'm too used to New York, man. Like I'm used to getting stuff at any time of the hour that I want to. I like seasons. You know what I mean? Like I don't. It's nice to visit. But see, like New York, you you go out, you meet a chick, right? She could be, she could work at a bank. She could be in finance. She could be in real estate. She could be in twenty thousand different things. She works at the bank. The more, the more likely you meet a shorty out here, <clears throat> not to be judgmental about anything, but she's gonna be in like ninety eight five percent of the time in the service industry. Yeah, she's gonna be a bartender, uh, a, waitress, a waitress, a bottle girl. She might do real estate. She might be a hostess. She's gonna be in a restaurant business. She's a stripper. She might work at a front desk. It's all service industry after a while. Do you know but what I'm saying? But they're still connected to the industry somehow. Because all I knew from Vegas girls was like stuff I heard from like Shecky moving out here to yeah. like, like mm-hmm. the game girls no, and all that stuff. There's like, great yeah. girls there yeah. though. There's yeah. really yeah. good. I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to shit on like Vegas girls. There are hardworking girls. There's like single moms out there. They working their ass off. Trust they're me. like some of the best fucking people and females that I've met out here. I mean, I dated like. Uh, yeah, I dated Vegas local girls like yeah for like a minute out here. They're all fucking, they're awesome. But there's just something about those eighty five. Like a new, I go back to New York. Mm-hmm. I mean, even when I go to L A, I go everywhere. There's just something about going to New York and just like, you know, just like rapping to like a like a New York chick. It's it's totally different, man. Maybe yeah. they don't think that you. Uh Eventually, you're trying to get something out. I mean, they, they know you're trying to get something out of them, but like, there's not an ulterior motive career-wise or something like that. Or maybe you don't think that they're trying to get something from you. I don't know. Well, I'm fucking paranoid of, of women right now. I just don't trust them. Oh, yeah. Even Especially after that, Drake, uh, after that Drake shit with, uh, with Pusha T. Oh, Pusha T was on uh, Joe Budden's show. Did you hear this yeah. shit? Yes. Yeah, this he morning. Said, he said that 40, 40. is the person that... To- it was the Samson and Delilah effect, folks. You cannot... Do your pillow talk, but we all do though. You t- you tell if a girl you're just dating, maybe maybe you're dating multiple women. Like a girl, you just go out, Psh, yo man, yo Sway did this crazy stuff on the show today, man. And you talk about like business. If it's, if it's your girlfriend that you live with or something like that, I could see it, but I can't casual I th- conversation. I think we've, we've, we've if all the, done if it, the man. pussy is that good, nah, I, mean, I don't even know if it's the level of the pussy. <laughs> I just think sometimes it just comes out depending on you how feel comfortable and, and vulnerable like yo honestly if you smash a chick twice mm-hmm. right yeah. the second time and then your phone is going off maybe there's something going she's like what's wrong and you're like you don't oh. admit it you don't be like and then that. she's like yo like and then she like she you, starts rubbing your head yeah, yeah she's doing that shit <laughs> so what are you gonna be so, like what are you gonna be like nothing <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah relax nah, why are you worried good. about that <laughs> so never you see you see you see who you're dealing with now you watch out for those uh those business decisions you know i know, what I'm saying? I know now seven hundred dollars i talk shit about all y'all jamie man this motherfucker no i'm saying it's I've done it before for, for sure. I'm I, telling I you, I don't know what it is. You lay down and you're chilling, and just shit just comes out of your mouth. And sometimes I'd be like, Did I just fucking say that? I don't even and know. They try to shit. clean it up. Yeah, yeah you, you try, try to, to turn this shit around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said, I said it usually that the, the whole conversation happens, the pillow talk happens before you get the pussy. 
Because after you get that nut, you kind of your mind kind of clears up. You think a girl wants to have sex with you because you're down in the dumps like Eeyore? Like, like you think that is attractive to them? Nah, no, you don't. No, you play it off until after, oh. and then the real emotion starts coming out. That's that's what he's talking about. She'll, she'll ask you what's wrong. No, you no, know? no. I think I think no, no, no. I think sometimes like yo, like because have you guys ever hit up a girl that you're not supposed to be hitting up, but you're horny and you're trying to get some, and then and then like you get you you clear the nut out, and then you kind of. <laughs> You clear your mind out too, and you're like, oh, "What am I doing here?" Yeah, but that's a totally different thing from pillow talk. Yeah, I don't know. I what you're know. talking no. about is just like, because I feel vulnerable at that point. Like, yo, no, let's, that's let's hang out. Come that, hang out. Yeah, that's just when you're thinking with your your, your yeah, dick. You, you, get, you give up the secrets before you even smash. Though? Nah, he's talking nah. about that uh, when. Uh, what is that? Uh, some something about Mary when he had to jerk off before his date. Oh yeah, yeah. Because when you don't, when you're not looking for ass, that's when it comes to you. Yeah. Well, no, no, that's when you can be yourself, yeah. kinda, well, right? That as yeah. well, yeah. I feel like pillow talking comes because you want, like, no, no, no. I yourself. don't think you had, like, real pillow talk. Nah. I yeah. usually be like, yo, you want to watch They them? kick you out. I kick them <laughs> out. Like, yo, yeah. <laughs> they come to the crib and they'll be like, yo, what are you watching? <laughs> the real story is how does... His mom knocks on the door like, yo, <laughs> she, can't can't <laughs> she can't stay, yo. She got to leave. <laughs> He's like, damn, I... I missed out on pillow talk again. Missed out on pillow talk again. I can't, oh I can't wait God. to have pillow talk. I can't wait. Cricket had never been talking about it. <laughs> Seems wonderful. And he's gonna text us. He's gonna text us in the group chat like, "Yo, I finally had pillow talk." I know exactly what you mean. I told her everything. <laughs> never be careful. <laughs> No, no, never. If you see her at, uh, at I just want to know how push. How does Pusher know this? Uh, the girl that he was dating. Though? Supposedly, that's the, that's the real well, question. The video that you said it was her it looked I, like Malaya. It was. It was Malaya, which is a stripper. I know. Houston. I know. I know every video girl since 2004. I know all of them, but Damn. I know Damn. who Malaya is. Wait, wait, but, well, maybe you can explain this a little okay. bit more because you're seeing the behind the scenes with the. With the rappers and the, oh, and the celebrities, we we also Angela Yee and myself and Leah Rose, we also had a show called Lip Service, which she yeah. still she still does. The we start we started it as a separate show on Shade Forty Five, yeah. Um, and that was all video girls and like rappers coming up talking about sex and stuff, or whatever. But I was more interested in the video girls. I would book a lot of them, King Magazine girls and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Oh so man, King I, Magazine, yes. remember? Yeah. I was into all, I knew all of the names, bro. Like I I knew all of them. Glo- you know well, well, who the, there was Gloria Velez, there was. Vita Guerra. Melissa Ford. Melissa Ford was um, the big one. Didn't she get into it like a costume or some shit? Recently. recently. Yeah, recently. Yeah, 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 yeah. She, I hope, she thinks she's doing better now. Yeah. yeah. Who was the last one on King? The la- What do you mean the last? The last like. Um, didn't Gabriel uh, Union? What's was the name? No. Um, oh, a bunch Buffy, of celebrities. Buffy the Body? Buffy the Body was was a, um, the one that King Los ended up marrying. Oh. Angel Lola Love was the first one I saw with the. Uh, Rosa Acosta. Injected joint. Uh-huh. Rosa, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tahiri. <sighs> That was later on. Hey, so, yeah. so my thing is behind the scenes, right? Right. They bring shorties with them. No, 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 no. I'm trying to find a uh, a better way of saying this. Um, every every like the same girls get around to all the same dudes, no? Definitely now, and because but not, not, not back not, then. Now, now there's well back then as well, but now there's even less with a name. You know, every because girls will do mad stuff for free, like videos and stuff. There's not really that those like stars like there were right, back right. then, but because it was like a because now they're Instagram stars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that's just how it is. I think people are more comfortable like being with people that they know the lifestyle already. I don't, I don't get it. I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be with the same person that this DJ's been with or whoever. Like this is a DJ's ex girlfriend or whatever. Like I'm not. 
That's not I, cool. I, one great statement I heard it was uh, they're groupies for groupies. Yeah. That's why they're always around. Yeah. So if the girl, if he's with a hot chick and then he gets rid of her, then I'm trying to be the groupie for her. So they're groupies for the groupies. That's why there's the same girls being cycled. Nah, and that, that nah. is completely true. But that's I would never, I would never want to be in that circle, man. That's, that's, incestu- that's it's you, though. These circle. rappers is for stunting. Yo, I got your ex, bitch. And it's easier. It's like the reason, the reason they go to like Gucci store because it's like ready made. They don't put their outfits together. It's like ready. Those are ready made women. Like it's you got a name attached. You're good to go. It's like an accessory, basically. Yeah, but I think group dudes are groupies for groupies. Well, <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, it's bragging rights too. I think motherfuckers just catch feelings. Why for why for the same exact girls though? Because they because the chick is making them, uh, making them feel like they just smashed it. They're yeah, the trophy. Best. It's a trophy. You, you don't think that they're approaching them, a girl that they saw some somebody else with. You know, you think it's the girl coming. So I'll put I'll put it this way. It, let's say Neva and Jamie are two like uh, successful rappers. Maybe they the top three in the game, right? This motherfucker's fucking with one of those chicks. Jamie's like, yo, I got more money than Neva. I could definitely bang. I, I'm, yo, I got more hits. I could definitely take his chick. Yeah, and I think that's what it becomes. And <laughs> so it becomes it's a, a status. It's a status. The status like, is like, a, yo, I just smashed his shorty. I just felt like a and rapper. Like, that would never happen, Joe. <laughs> 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 that not in your lifetime. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I took your bitch, Neva. Now like, what? <laughs> I be, I be hearing about like, I be hearing about that shit. Like a lot, and it's one of the biggest problems with the whole industry is like why these motherfuckers end up having beef, because one dude end up smashing a, like another dude's chick. This yo, there's literally one dude that I know that I don't really know that well, but he was kind of drunk and he confided to my boy and he told me, you know, pillow talk, <laughs> <laughs> pillow talk amongst DJs. No, no, no. It was it was more like shocking, but it was, this dude was basically like a celebrity DJ. All right, mm-hmm. facts. And he would be around fashion models. Mm-hmm. And his thing was like, yo, it's hard for me to wife up or to date a fashion model that haven't smashed Russell or these like three icon dudes. Like all of them have smashed Diddy, Russell, Russell yeah. Simmons, and somebody else. Mm-hmm. So like it's impossible to meet and wife up a chick because it's like yo you're getting the sloppy seconds or sloppy thirds from these these core dudes I think I know I think I know you're talking about because he would be really close to that situation if it's who I'm thinking but either way why why would you ever why would you want to do that's that's how they do that's how these dudes become this this whole generation no, but, but it, what I'm saying is it, that that's your circle like if that like honestly like uh when I was doing when I had new right yeah. I was in the streetwear circle and I'm not saying that there were girls that went around but they were just like those. There was like those. Like uh, there was those chicks that were like, "Yo, man, that shorty's bad." That, and whoever bagged that dude, I uh, mean, bagged that chick, was like, "Yo, he bagged her." And then another dude was like, "Fuck that, I'm gonna try to bag that." That's you know the, what I mean? Yeah. That's a, that's the correlation between uh, music, streetwear, fashion, everything now, it, and that's why we're in such a fruitacious generation. Is because dudes don't do it for girls anymore. The way. You know, everything was for a woman, no matter what, whether it's getting money, getting whatever power. So now it's for to impress other dudes, whether it's I got the newest Nikes. I got my outfit. Girls don't even girls don't know, like throwback shirts that I wear and stuff like that. Like I do it sometimes to impress dudes, I guess. It's weird to say, but that's what people do. And maybe they're doing this. Like you said, same thing with girls. Like, oh, he can pull that kind of girl. Like it's a status symbol when you walk in a room, I guess. Because, yo, didn't Dame and Jay-Z fight over the Yeah. 
Allegedly. 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 Yeah. Supposedly. Could yeah. save their wonder. <laughs> I mean, I'm over here like I was there. Like, yeah. 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 I was in so the offices. Yeah. I've heard a bunch of shit about like, like Rihanna, mm-hmm. just being like, you know. But I don't think she's like a hoe. I just think she just like, she's like she, you know, not to be sexist, but she. Like she just kind of moves like a dude. Like a dude, yeah. She just moves like a dude. Like, mm-hmm. I'm feeling you. Like, let's fuck. And then it's a, and then, and then it, like, yo, it moving. and yeah. then keep it moving. Yeah. The dude's probably like, yo, another, man. Oh, another example. You, you want to meet up? Let's go to Miami. She's like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm good. Like, I'm recording with Kanye now. Yo, that would mm-hmm. devastate and then boom. me. It would be. But that, that's what I'm saying. You know how bad that would be if you were to you were to be on that that end of that. Like, as a, a thinking a girl is gonna be your girl. And but you would you? But would you be mad at the chick or be mad at the dude that kind of? That ruined your chances. Stole, stole, stole her from you. You know I what would, I mean. I would have animosity. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, both. Yeah. A little bit of both, but more to, towards the guy. Yeah. That yeah. sucks. Another example is like Rihanna with Chris Brown and Drake. They was fighting yeah. in clubs over her. At, at, at Whip. Did you guys ever play Whip? Yeah. Oh. Huh? Did you ever play Whip? The club they were at? Nah. No. I thought it's they were in the green room. Bottom of greenhouse. It was called Work okay. in Progress. Yeah. yeah. That was a dope space. I've been, I've been there, but I never yeah. played there before. Yeah. And that was a crazy night. Was you there? No, I was in the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's his name? Scram Jones does downstairs. Yeah, he, he did downstairs that. at that time. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I think he was there. Oh yeah, Scram. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think he yeah. was there. Tony, uh, I didn't know it was at Whip. I thought it was upstairs at Greenhouse. Nah, it was in. It nah, was it was in, in the basement. basement. That shit is small. Pause. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's the same. It's the same as the first floor of Greenhouse or the one floor of Greenhouse. It's all the same width, but. It's they had like sculptures and stuff in the middle, so it was kind of like separate. It wasn't just the open room. See, you know I thought I, mean? I, I thought downstairs was more like a tunnel. Nah, my little room, wrong? a little bit. It's, it's in the, it had, they had a giant greenhouse sculpture. was definitely bigger upstairs though. Well, they had Paul. two floors yeah, as yeah. well. So, nah, it's the same width. It's it's literally the basement of greenhouse. It was yeah, the same, yeah, same size. But it was definitely smaller. I remember. It was I like, think because it's underground, maybe you're feeling more claustrophobic. The ceiling or something. I feel like yeah. it had. It was the same size as the upstairs. Shit, man. That, that was, was a big crazy. deal, though. Yeah, the bottles were flying. Real quick, uh, your favorite party that you ever uh, used to go to at, of all time? In New York? Yeah. I don't want to alienate any listeners, but... Listen, I, I feel like West Coast listeners hate it when we I have... Know, you, know know. Party? you fucking alienate me. Sorry. <laughs> Come like that. I'll tell you mine. It was Central Fly Basement when uh, Stretch Armstrong and Mark Ronson Mark were, Ronson, were, that were was the amazing. Uh, residents. I'll never go to a party like that again. Mad fun, yo. Mine's like, is um, I don't know if he was in New York at the time. Um, sweet, sweet thing. Wait, at what? What's the spot? old rehab? And then turned into um, sweet sixteen. Sweet sixteen. Okay, before yeah, that yeah. it was rehab. And there's a party called Sweet Thing with Mark Ronson. Yeah, it's a DJ. That yeah, was yeah, like yeah. one of the best hip hop parties in New York at the time. Central Fly was dope. I think anything. Uh, there were so many dope parties at Lotus. Man. Lotus Wednesdays and Sundays, like. Every on Sundays when the uh, when it was like a holiday weekend mm-hmm. it was always next level. Lotus know? was just insane, man. Yeah. It was just. It's crazy. I didn't know you guys like back then. Well, I, that, I, never I you might have moved out here I just, before I, just, I started that's, going out. Yeah, but I like all the turntable lab guys, like Rockdecon, all the like. Yeah, yeah. They were kind of. I don't know. You're you're in that as well. It's kind of like unreachable to like I think normal normal DJs. Like it kind of like a little snobbish. Like with the uh, the knowledge, uh, maybe it was just turntable lab in general. It was kind of like I looked up to you guys and like the the spots that you did, but I never really did a lot of like stereo or like these bottle service joints. Yeah, I did yeah. like little hood like hood joints. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I would have liked to go to more of the parties that that you guys were were doing back then. 
Is there, have you been to like everyday people? MoMA's uh, party? Yeah, I played there before. Um, he hasn't booked me lately, MoMA. <laughs> <laughs> but I still go and support your parties, but you haven't booked me lately. Yeah, MoMA's actually, he's like a low-key superstar, man. Yeah, he is. You, you, yeah. Love, you love his stuff. I hear you talking about all the, like, you love. They're like uh, best the, friends, the, the, bro. The crowd that he pulls and the energy and I everything. I think that's the yeah. best party. Have, right have you been Hands to? Hands down. Okay. It, I don't even want to, I don't, I, it sounds corny if I say it's the best party in like nightclub history or whatever. <laughs> That's Jamie doing that, by the way, not me. <laughs> Jamie. I mean, honestly, Jamie's never been there never. and he's never experienced I mean, it. I've never been there to yeah. everyday people. The energy is awesome. Um, but have but you, been, have have you, you been? ever experienced anything like that in any other club? Yeah. Yeah? I'm to, uh, the people from Washington Heights, Brunch Brown stuff and the uh, like Pizza Zoo and stuff. I, I, I do parties with them sometimes yeah, yeah. as well. And it's all Dominican girls and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's, that's why I'm, maybe energy, that's why yeah. I'm like more drawn towards it. But I'm not mad at Dominican girls, man. Never. That was it, another thing. You could not find a Dominican girl in Las Vegas. Oh back in nah, the day. man. They're nah, plentiful. They're plentiful now out here. Yeah, now no, no, they're running <laughs> muck. There's a lot of Cubans out here. There's a lot of Cubans, Puerto Ricans, yeah, and Dominicans really? for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Puerto Ricans is still a, a, a like a odd thing to find on the West Coast, though. In LA, it's weird. Yeah. LA, I was like, you're Puerto Rican? What are you doing here? Why is that? Because there's none. There's it's all none. Mexican. This is like a Salvador- bunch of Mexicans in LA. Salvadorians from Honduras. There's not many Dominicans either. No Dominicans. No Dominicans. All my Puerto Rican friends that I do have are from the East Coast. None of them are from LA. Everybody moved to LA. But but now in Vegas, there's a muck of Dominicans running out here, guys. Fucking beautiful creatures they are. Yo, and Jesus are there any... Uh, there's no... There's no uh, I know that Zimmy, I think I talked to you guys about trying to start like some kind of night out here for like, I don't know if it was for locals or just something off the strip. Is there any kind of like cool parties out here now? Only in downtown, bro. I mean, but like, but beauty bar or something like that? Down, it- Commonwealth and beauty bar are yeah. probably the There's ones. a scene down there. Yeah, It's yeah. fucking dope. Mm-hmm. Like you could play. I'm actually playing something there on Saturday. It's okay. like. A 90s, 2000 kind of. I like how Jamie's promoting his guy. <laughs> Whatever Saturday this is you're listening to, folks, he'll yeah. be there. It's past Saturday. Speaking of promo, you have that promo? for uh, We got to do the DJ City uh, commercial oh, break man. right now. DJ Wonder, can you put on your, your radio voice? You want me to do this? Yeah. Shout out to Latin Prince and the uh, fellows over at DJ City. No, okay, listen. <laughs> I thought I was going to be the one. Here we go. Let's see. This episode of The Road Podcast is brought to you by DJ City. Did you guys know that DJ City is the world's leading record pool, delivering music to thousands of DJs across the globe? That's thousands. Wow. Check this out. For less than a dollar a day, you can download exclusive edits. Wait, how much was that? How much was that? Less than a dollar a day. Less than a dollar? Less less than it costs to feed someone in Somalia. I'm about to say that. You you can get your exclusive edits, remixes, intros, and other tools to spice up your sets in case you need a little spice in your life. Can you you do a Sway imitation? We all could use a little spice. No, I will not. Sway does not like it when I do it. No, I don't like it. Wait, let him finish the ad. I think I could. I think I could do a sway imitation. Go ahead. You, you want to try? You want to try to rewind? Let me think about how I can control my voice. All right. Well, like I said, less than a dollar a day, you get all that great stuff, and also their library is updated daily with music direct from the label, so you don't have to play these whack bit rates. Uh, customized recommendations, curated charts to help you stay up to date. You can get your Latin stuff. You can get your London chart on DJ City. Can we, can we get Metal Trap on there? I'm, I'm actually in, <laughs> in, in, in Slayer. I'm, I'm in talks to actually put my my chart up there, nice. guys. So you, you will see that Metal Slayer Trap and that Halloween uh, Halloween podcast <laughs> yeah, uh, year round. You're, you're gonna see that all the Halloween hits. Here comes another one. 
And then uh, whether you need the latest hip-hop, EDM, Latin music, DJ City has you covered. Head to djcity.com forward slash digital for more info. Nice. Nice. Clap it up for one. That was was the best one so far. (laughs) Because this motherfucker is on radio. (laughs) has like 10 years of radio. People will give you stuff at the last minute. You got to read it, whatever. But yeah, man. That was definitely the fucking radio voice. Yeah. Yeah. You have, to, you have to talk to them, though. You can't put on a radio voice. You got to talk to people, man. People don't want to hear that cornball voice. They want, they want to talk to a person. Who's, that, the, the who's that dude on uh, Power 106? Which one? Jay Cruz? Yeah, Jay Cruz in the morning. I feel like he has a radio voice sometimes. Oh, yeah. Right. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I never listened to a full one. I've seen some of his interviews online. I never listened to one of Lechetto his full Lechetto is a fucking... What would be your, never, what would be your radio voice? <laughs> would you be animated? Like, if you were DJ. I can't. I think that's a, a lot of L.A. DJ's nah, kind of animated But you know like enough He'd be spinning He'd be like In the middle of spinning Uh huh He'd be like New York City is on We ain't messing around tonight Blah blah I mean blah. when you DJ You gotta be a little bit More animated But you talk about radio Yeah I'm so saying, saying, I mean radio I think I'd be more normal Like uh While you're spinning And it's And like MOPs In the background Nah, I'll definitely put my arm. Yeah, you listen. To, you, listen to <laughs> you don't have to scream though. Ninety four point five. Maybe, that, maybe that's what Never saying. Like you can still be hype about a record. Uh-huh. Like brand new, you know, six nine, stupid. You know what I'm saying? Or something like that. You could you could talk it out, but you don't have to be like ah. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Ultimate Warriors. I'll definitely go R and B late night. Listen, ninety five. No, I'm trying to think what my radio voice would be while I'm spinning though. I'm definitely going with the radio nineties R and B. What, what is it when you guys do club? I know you got to do mic pause, mic work out here, but what, what do you? How do you speak to the crowd? I mean, it's different. It just, it's you know. I mean, it's so definitely it's different to each crowd or different from different radio? to each crowd. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like if it's in, speaking it's in Spanish sometimes, bro. But oh. it's like a New like, like it's definitely like a New York style on the mic. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the West Coast guys have more of a vibey mic shit, or it's more what do, like what do, say, what do they say? They're just more like. What are the phrases? I don't even know the phrases anymore that you can you can use. Like besides like your best friend. I don't know if New York like I don't know if New York like I don't know if New York motherfuckers say put your hands up. I think like West Coast motherfuckers put always say put your, put your fucking put your fucking hands up. Yeah, they like West Coast they do that. West, West Coast, Coast dudes on the mic say like put your hands up. Do you like, guys do you guys count into drops and stuff like that? Yeah. 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 Is that bad? <laughs> no, no, it's, it's cool. I, I, what else can you say? Honestly, no, I don't know what phrases. Like, I would, I would love to have, ask Scoop about that. What would you say in 2018? What are your, what are your updated phrases that you say four times in a Here row? We, if you're having a good time, make some motherfucking Here we noise right go now. Right, right now, now, the song starts now. <laughs> what, are, what are the like? What are the current terms like? Drip for an outfit, or like, like, what do you use like current terms like in in, in your Pop in, Turn up. That's old. That's old. Nah, I it's still kind of working. If you with your best friend, turn up. Uh, is that what you say on the mic? Nah, I make fun of people. <laughs> That's fun. I make I like a that. lot. I like Yo, that. she ain't going with you, homie. Exactly. <laughs> I'm dropping fucking like, if, if lines. People, if people aren't dancing, like this yeah. guy right here. You I see, see you over there, exactly. baby girl. Put it back up. Oh my god! That's how you holler. That's, that's how you holler. And then she's like, oh "That's kind of bad, man." <laughs> baby girl. That's nah, you, it works out. That's <laughs> it you, works that's out. That's how you rap in LA like that. No. Out here. I see you out there, baby girl. Have you guys yeah. heard a party record in uh, 2018? What a party! Like you know, like a hey, hey a, don't a, start controlling our podcast I'm with just, all these questions. I'm just asking man. you. I'm <laughs> like, saying, yeah, seriously, I just asking. Trying to take over control. And what's the turn down for what? Yeah, yeah, like well, not, yeah, something with like a chant over a, a, a new beat or something like that. Has there is there anything like that anymore? Nah, last ones was like LMFAO, Lil John kind of shit. I can't think of one recently. 
What would you put Last it on? Is it still playing Be Faithful? 2014. I mean, what are you guys talking about? Turn down for what? Turn down for what? Like, like, party records. records. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Party records. But nobody, LMFAO. nobody's putting on like little Uzi beat and saying all the girls in here have $20 in their pocket or something like that in, in this day and age, right? No, I don't... Nope. Alright, uh, guess what I'm gonna do when I go home. Right. <laughs> here comes a new Slayer drop. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> With a chant in the all the ladies wanna hear. I just think a lot of new music doesn't translate into the nightclubs right now. Mm-hmm. I hear you say that over and over that this is one of the worst years or summers for music. I don't know. Did you still feel that way? Yeah. Definitely. Even in the past few albums that have come oh, out. Oh definitely. Like, I, d- I definitely think so. I think this is a turning point. He's talking point to the DJ. For playing out. Yes. He's not I, talking I think about music as a whole. Not for listening. Overall, you think oh, it's, it's bad? Yeah. I think so. I don't think it's bad. I think for DJ. You don't yeah. think it's bad? No. There was great I, albums that came it's out. It's bad for year. playing out, for real. How many joints do, do I pull from each album that I could actually play in a club? Maybe like four at the most. Less than that. Maybe that Drake, that's a Drake. lot. Drake is four. four. Drake is four. But everything else you're not you, pulling is sh- one joint. You know what I mean? You're not yeah. pulling shit like that for Logic's album, Mac you know, Miller's you know, album. You know what I think? And this may be. You, you might be right. This might not be the worst summer or year for music. Or it could be. For but, DJ music, yes. But for the level of content that's coming out, that's coming out it, it could, seems it could be like better. it's it's the worst. Just because there's so much coming out, mm-hmm. and then the, the, out of all of that, from what we're picking from, there's like nothing. You know what I mean? We've never seen a race to put out material the way it is now. But it, it had always been like that. Like, oh, man, even back in the 90s, oh, this person's going to drop on my same uh, Tuesday. You know what I mean? And they would be pissed. But now you drop anytime you want. You can drop as much yeah, as man. you want. Music videos with like, merch with all of your stuff. Mm-hmm. Am, and you're just trying to outdo the next person rather than there's no buffer for the making quality music. I honestly music. feel uh, the reason why music was such an ass for the summer was because of Kanye. I think he fucked up the way people were going to roll out for summer. I think it would have happened regardless. No, I think Drake was going to come out with at least another good single that was going to kind of run the, the summer circuit. But him dropping all that music and fucking up everybody from J. Cole dropping early to, you know. But there wasn't one single from any of the Kanye albums. But, you, that, you but it kind of like, it took that five week. But the J. Cole dropped like hype. That. Here's the funny thing though, right? Everything is reactive right now. No one's doing shit and dropping something and saying this is my project it's all reactive to what's going on mm-hmm. right now right so like for example you just mentioned i mean did everyone see the shop on hbo with drake and lebron yeah, yeah. I, I saw clips on yeah i saw the clips i don't know if i can sit through the whole thing it was only eight minutes <laughs> eight minutes of 30 minutes so i feel like so what i'm saying is that drake's album wouldn't be what it was what it is right now if connie didn't fuck with him he wouldn't have some of the key songs that he has you right think now. It, he did, you think he did, it was a better thing that he messed with him? Oh, fuck yeah. Mob Ties, nonstop. Uh, uh, would they have eight more? out of ten? In my feelings. In my feelings. In my feelings. Oh, because he recorded them after, after the, the, the whole beef, beef shit. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, my yeah. thing is like, he wouldn't. that album wouldn't be where it is right now if he didn't have those songs. Would it? It would have been. Then, he probably, you don't you know. So? I mean, well, well, we don't know been. because of whatever he pulled out of it. Whatever he took out of it was probably I don't maybe he, better. I don't think he took anything out of it. I don't know if it was meant to be a side A, side B until that happened. No, I think so. You think so? I think I think it was a large album. 
I don't think I don't I, know. They I, were they were banking on that Michael Jackson single, and that was the, one of the worst songs on the album. I don't to think me, the man. worst. I liked, I liked it. Really? Yeah. I never played yeah. it out, but uh, I thought it was. You know, it didn't sound like Michael. It's That's nostalgic. Why like it, you know what I mean? It's Can't like, take a joke was one like. It was like whatever song I could live without that that birthday song one. There I was a bunch of shit that I could live without, uh, but but as time goes, but here, but this is how reactive everything is, right? Scorpion wouldn't have been anything without Kanye, right? Kanye's rollout wouldn't have been any. I think it would have been something. It's Drake, bro. Yeah, you, you, come on. Uh, Drake is a way bigger artist than Kanye at this point. Okay, but we're still here, and the biggest songs were the ones that were affected by Kanye. So whatever you guys want to say and, and speculate on, the fact of the matter is, is those songs that made the album great were because of Kanye. Well, we would never know unless we know what got pulled out. Well, that's what I'm, I'm telling you a fact right now, is that the, the songs <laughs> well, well, on God's, the album that God's was good. God's plan was already out before that shit was Right, that was a great song. The um, other one... Um, that's what what was out before the Drake beat. I'm upset. Kind of happened a little after. after, Yeah, Yeah. the video definitely was after. Yeah, a few weeks later. I think they would have just focused his energy on songs that we like that we think are like throwaways. Now it would have been pushed up to the front. Whether, but regardless, the songs that are on there are reactive to what has happened with Kanye. Mm -hmm. Kanye was reactive to Drake on his rollout and what he did with his album. It's everything is just reactive to everything right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I just think everything is too much based on social media. And just like, what are you doing? What is he doing? What are they doing? What are they, you know what I'm saying? And I think that's some of the problems of why the music that's coming out is that we're seeing too much of what other people are making and it's affecting how we're making our music or their music. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like, if you drop, let's, let's say you were in the studio hold up for a month. And you're like, yo, I just made some fire. I just made some fucking fire. Mm-hmm. And then you just go on social media and you see like four of the rappers with fire. And you're like, fuck, I got to go back. I got to change some shit. Or I got to do this or that. You know what I'm saying? So make, and you're saying everything makes you second guess. You can't just go with. It's not even your- yet. Yeah, second guess. Like, like the whole album is second guess. Like yeah. what do you think? Like Life of Pablo with Kanye, right? That was a mess. Yeah, I mean, it was, everything was second guessing with Kanye. It was like, yo, no, 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 this is the lineup. No, this is the lineup, mm-hmm. and it's just all about how can I get the reaction from the crowd. Like, yo, this whole thing of like showing your track list and shit yeah. for your album. What the fuck is that? Like, what? what who the fuck cares? <laughs> That's the dumbest shit I've ever seen. When did that start? Maybe, with Kanye? Maybe for the features, I, I guess. But a lot of people put it up, and it's not. It's just song titles. Yeah. Like, yeah. that definitely started with Kanye, right? Nah, they were no, doing, they were doing no. that when rap blogs were popular. They Is would, that what it was? They would put out the uh, the, the cover art or whatever before the, they dropped anything. The Dude, that that, that, that means nothing to me. Like the Yachty, like the Yachty album that he's posting has like all of these, like has Cardi B on it. Has all, like my Migos. I think in the watch that happened. Watch the throne when they put up the track list, and you're like, oh shit. Frank Ocean's on here. Mm. So I think it goes all the way back to that. I think it before that, man. I'm trying to think. But that was the hype. I just remember that was a, that was a, like the hype of the hype. I don't know for man. for a track list. Yeah, I think I think the pro, like you really got to like just unplug and just like come up with your message, come up with the direction, execute it, and then drop it. And then I just think with social media, it's crazy. I mean, look at that. I think, um, I think Travis Scott did that with his last album, Astroland. When he didn't put no features, I think that was stupid as fuck. I was like, okay. And then you'd be like, oh, Frank Ocean's on this. And then Frank Ocean's like, yo. I didn't even out. know Sheck West was on like a song. 
I didn't even know they don't what, have to credit a lot of people anymore. Or they, they'll I just, didn't even know the weekend was on there. I didn't know Sway Lee was on Sicko Mode because they're not credited on there on on the actual yeah, they didn't even song put, listing. They put Drake. They didn't put them on no. the yeah. track listing either. So. Or on the iTunes, they didn't. That that started with Kanye, I believe. Like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, he, when he had like songs with like eight people doing background vocals that you wouldn't even know about. You like, know what I mean? Like uh, all of the lights. Of yeah. yeah, exactly. That shit had everybody on yeah. Fergie, Elton John, Fergie, yeah. yeah, shit. Elton John, John Legend. Yeah. Elton John was not. Elton, no, Elton, Elton John. John was on. That. Oh, Elton yeah. John was in there. Yeah, yeah. for real. I didn't yeah. even know that. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I think John Legend. John Legend. I mean, how do you feel? How do you feel about the music <laughs> now? This year, like, I'm. Do you? Dog, are I don't you even, in disagreement with me? I don't. No, no way. I don't. I don't know if it's the worst year because I, I can't really call that. But it's not been exciting to me. Like it's not fun to play out. A lot of times. It's it's almost you know the my my least favorite era was that two thousand eight two thousand nine like with, when Timberland went to the up tempo stuff and like when like EDM was popping yeah like when it was a beginning to the pop beginning. yeah it not, was sexy back yeah like all that kind of stuff like I, Nelly Furtado I remember playing clubs at that time and it was just not that was not fun at all for me that was I, the worst era to you I loved the energy of it but I did not like the songs I thought it was corny like I was just waiting to get to my like old school set at the end of the night I don't even remember I what like we that. played no. back then. <laughs> But you like it now because it's nostalgic, and you probably grew up at the time when that was like your middle school stuff or no, whatever. No, that was like, my high school oh, senior high. year. Okay, that, that, you know what? That that Carrie Hilson, uh, what was that one? The way I are. The way I are. Mm-hmm. Fucking incredible record. That that aged pretty well. <laughs> That's just amazing. Like, you, have yeah. you dropped you got, that you recently? Still play that? I haven't played that in a minute. Yeah. That shit hits right now. So if you yeah. need like a, a one ten to throw in the mix, uh-huh. that shit kind of hits a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a one fifteen thing. Yeah, one ten, one fifteen. Fight tune is one of my favorite records. No, that's what I'm saying. I love that era. I don't know. That so, shit was amazing. but I just think now it's it's. But it, it was corny around that time. You can't. It's, you think it, you think that was worse than the LMFAO era? I like the LMF. Yo, dog. I love, I LMF- love the LMFAO yeah. era. I hated that era. I love that era. I, really I love the. I love that par- fucking era. I love partying at that time. I love going to Winter Music Conference down in Miami, and they were down there, and it was that like, was my college. It was era. a mix of like real EDM dudes and like these like weirdo Disco guys or whatever. Shit. Like it was a cool like vibe, and like even that was like, a cool vibe at, at the at the time because yeah, it was. There was you look looking back at it now. Look, you might think it looks corny or whatever, but at the, looking back on it now, when it was happening, I was <laughs> I like, like this I'm is awesome. nah, 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 nah. It was something about it, it was it was like Vegas, man. But it was like it, it was like it, Miami. It was, shit. Bad, man. It, it, it was dope. I liked it. I just hated it because me being a hip hop DJ. It was like the clubs in Vegas wasn't booking hip hop DJs. Yeah, during that era because they wanted. That was like the beginning of EDM. It had t- it was it, that up tempo shit. It was just like it was accessible wait. electro, like what what they were doing at like a Banana Split or whatever. Like what AM was starting to get into. Like it was accessible to the public, so it wasn't the best. It was, it was corny, but it was cool because it wasn't just what you, we had been a decade through uh, that type of music. It was something a little different. It's before we got saturated with EDM. You have to remember as well. Like that wasn't popular. Like people would have to seek that stuff out. See, I didn't mind EDM. Like I didn't mind Avicii. I didn't mind all of that oh. stuff. I thought LMFAO was like a bad version of like was like a really bad interpretation, mm-hmm. and it was these dudes who were just taking advantage of like what they thought was popping and like literally exploiting it. But it wasn't. That's why. It wasn't popping until they really did it. There wasn't that many group. Maybe like who, what was the Asian group that did a uh, G. Five or whatever, yeah, like yeah. those G6, guys, right. G six, whatever. Those guys, dude, that was a horrible far, time. Far, far East movement. That's what far I'm saying. East that movement. was all yeah, bad, that, man. Who was that dude? Uh, the Rudolph. 
I see the eyes. Kevin, oh, Kevin, 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 Kevin Rudolph. Yeah. That was horrible, bro. We had to play let that. it, let it rock. That was Wayne's a, world. That <laughs> was a nightmare. That was no. the worst. Yo, you see, that's that's the that's like towards the end of it when yeah. it was my I'm in Miami, bitch, and shots and uh, that yeah. shit was a cool. When well, I'm in Miami, bitch, was kind of dope. When the party, video, party that, that anthem was, was yeah. stupid. The shuffle dancing, all that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. That okay, Dude, maybe I'm in sexy a, and I know it. That was that was after. That was after. I like the fun shit. No, I'm talking about that. That is the meat and potatoes. You're talking about, about Party Rock Anthem. Okay, yeah, that time I was done with it. I but, was over But it. when they over. first did, like, I'm in Miami, and they did, like, all the DJs, like, shouting them out on, like, a, like a grassroots video. They were on, like, MySpace and stuff, promoting their stuff. I thought it was cool. It yeah, was something different. I love those guys yeah. It wasn't oversaturated at the time. When they were not mainstream. When yeah. they were just, like, chilling in their basement. Yeah, when they were cool. When we knew about them, yeah. man, nobody else. But then, <laughs> but then when it started getting into, like, the, uh, what was that shit? Party uh, Rock Anthem. Party Rock Anthem. Well, no, no, uh, when the EDM with, like, Selfie. Yeah. Oh, that was after. Well, like, that was after. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, yeah, I know, yeah, but that's right. when it was just like that's when EDM was on its way to me. I was just that's like, yo, this is finally. This yeah. is like it's getting going. Yeah. Any progressive four on the floor EDM, I cannot stomach, man. Like it's not my thing at all. Like you gotta have some kind of bounce to it. You gotta have some kind of like even like the Afrojack yeah. stuff was dope because he was doing different stuff at the time and he was using like real drums and stuff like that. That was dope. Any of that like synthetic, that era, man. And even the clubs, I would hate to come out here and like hear that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I can't imagine you guys having to compete with that, uh, DJing wise. It was, it was tough, man. It was bad. It I mean, was tough. I, I think I think the it was alright. I mean, I, don't know. I, don't, I feel like I had a harder time, man. What? I don't know. You was with Scam at the time. Oh, you mean just like just like getting work when that ever was going on? Yeah. It was just like. Yeah, I mean, you had your. I was like, working, but it was just like uh, wasn't the same. Yeah, it was, a lot of people took a hit. Yeah. But shots, it was a good on shots. Shots was the last one, I think. Yeah, I think that was the last one. That was the last. Drink. I mean, Miami bitch. Uh, I forget all the ones on the album, but David did that uh, eight oh eight. Uh, Heartless fucking. Uh, oh, remix. they were do, they were doing. That's what they first started doing was remixes for yeah. like different songs, and Very that's up-tempo. why it was different. We looking at it now, man. But I just I don't know if we think back. It was really like some different stuff than what was going on in, in normal music yeah. at the time. But then it got oversaturated. You're right. My, my question right. is that on on Sway in the, uh, Sway in the Morning, yeah. were you having to play some of that EDM? I wasn't allowed to, but I will get in trouble all the time. for. I'm not, I was only doing it on the station. Doing, like, management does not like... I even when, when you guys come up and you want to do a guest mix or whatever, I'll send you like an email that all my guest mixers know this. Like, it says like, kind of like what the guidelines are. Mm-hmm. One of them is like you cannot do Baltimore like tempo stuff for too long. Like You can't do... like. They just want like 80% like hip hop. You know, you can throw in other stuff like samples, funk, all that other whatever, like feel good stuff. But they do not like EDM stuff on that channel. So, but I was still like, though, especially on my nighttime show, I was thinking nobody was listening. So I would just throw stuff in. But morning show, I would get called out a lot. On you you know, it was crazy though when Hot 97, when like DJ Enough would oh, drop some shit yeah, like that. Man. Yo, straight up. Yeah. Uh, and, and even when they got into like Jersey clubs, even though they're broadcasting the Jersey and it's big out there, like, to hear that on the radio, I was thought, man, that's a little weird. Yeah, yeah. Right. I thought it was like, and yeah. what, what did enough play one time? And I was like, fuck, what? Is oh, that him real? and Camilla used to. They used to go in on. The, What's that the, song? Um, um, that's I'm the shit or that's Star the Starships. Oh, you no, talking about like DJ shit, DJ Class shit. DJ Class? Yeah, yeah, that one. Oh, I'm the shit. No, no, that, that, that's kind of hip hop. Hey, that's got a yeah. hip. Baltimore has got the hip hop beat, but no, they used to play. I don't know if they did levels. Like they did play levels, think, and I was I, like, "Yo, yeah. oh, I never heard." How many playing levels? Yeah. That I, crazy. I think at the height they they did play. And they were playing sure. that, yeah. but like even recently, like some of the DJ Snake, uh, 
Like, oh, yeah. what you want? What you? They would like play some of that shit, yeah. and I'd be like, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too bad, man. It's all right. I mean, it's. I mean, I. That's when you know, like, yo, this shit is like crossing over. So, like, the, back to your original question of, do I think it's the worst year? Or do I think it's bad? I don't think it's fun to play a lot of this stuff now. I'm just. I thought Afrobeat might catch on, which is kind of fun to play. Like, I'm just waiting for the next wave of something that's like new and exciting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I even, yeah. I even almost like the 80 BPM stuff because at least it's not just the 70 like ugh, same old stuff. You here's know what I mean? here's my th- my take on this year. There's a lot of hype around certain songs, and a lot of people request certain songs, and they just don't perform. They're duds. So I like that's that's the one thing that like back in the day, motherfuckers would request songs, and even if we didn't like them, they worked. And the reaction yeah. you get, and would the be reaction worth, worked. worked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But now it's like, yo, you play these new joints that are supposedly big songs, and they're not. They don't. They, there's no reaction. Mm. It's just not translating across the board. You have to have a dance with it, basically, at this point, for it to know that it's going to be proven. Well, it's fun. got to get like full level cheesy, to where like like news shows on like on regular TV oh, yeah. stations are like showing it, and then you're like, oh shit, that's something that's going to translate to like mm-hmm. and the all Instagram. across the room, Vegas like room crowd. Mm-hmm. And it has to be worthy for the gram too, for the stories and all that shit. That's what kids. But like I'm sure, play. like that's what I'm saying. Like regional cities, like I think, like New York, what's Miami, the, I mean, Chicago. Like, what's, what's the top song you're playing out there that is giving you a um, big reaction? Yo, before the song came out, I was playing the instrumental to. Uh, it, it wasn't called ZZ at the time. It was called what was it? It was a different title, but it was the the Kodak Black and Travis and. Uh, you know the song I'm talking Dude, about? they dropped yeah, the yeah. ball on that song. That though. song, when the song came out, it's just like they wasted that beat, dog. They dropped the ball on that song. That, the, I've played an instrumental and people would go Wildin'. nuts. You go into like taste or go into something that temple, like model or something like that, like right after. And it's like, or I don't, I won't give you my super secret joint of some joints that go around it, but just the instrumental of a song could create that. And then you have Travis Scott, who's like undoubtedly maybe the most popular dude outside of Drake right now, gets on your song and you can't convert it's kind of i don't know it was horribly mixed yeah. oh that too everybody's the mixed. reverb on everybody's the re- voice yeah i just that was that was the exact thing when i was listening to it everyone's vocals was mudding out the beat and it wasn't like uh yo that you know what song we're talking about right yeah yeah, the yeah, I, know that, yeah. I know that yeah mm-hmm. i mean yeah, you know, i was like, disappointed also I thought it was they going fucked that song they were up. in a real studio it wasn't like a tour bus or something like that they recorded oh, it yeah, in a studio the picture was in a real studio the video there's video of them like yeah. there, like all chilling they mm-hmm. fucked that song up I don't. I don't. I don't want to throw the engineer under the bus. But who engineered that? <laughs> who engineered that? And then who? Who actually like let it fly out like that too? Yo, it was too much. They, well, they were too late on releasing it for one thing because the hype had almost started going yeah, down. Like, and then once it came out, it really started going down. You, but when you have a beat like that, and you're producing it or you're creating a song, that is like a model. It has to be like a model song where you have a like someone with a, a really clean flow. Mm-hmm. And a distinct voice that could just really kind of just float over that beat, and I just think they overproduced it. It was definitely overproduced, over just like it was just too much piled onto it. I think it's still gonna work in the clubs though. Oh, it does, it does, it does. It, just, it doesn't, it doesn't, my up live up to my expectations yeah. of what oh, it yeah. was gonna be. If mm-hmm. when I heard who was gonna be on, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be, it's, it's done. Gonna be the biggest this is the joint. Of. They need to remix but. it, or someone needs to come up with a redrum or like redo this shit. You guys are too, mm-hmm. you guys are too A and R savvy. You want, you want too much structure. I love this. I'm the same way. I need structure. I need a chorus, a bridge, all that stuff, and that's what makes great songs. People don't realize it, but kids, 
they're just being creative and they just put stuff out and there's no like i said there's no buffer straight from soundcloud to the label or to djs you know what i mean like they, they don't care about song structure it's anymore. not 320 fuck it throw the 95 exactly that, that too over modulated bass and everything i mean over. but that's but that's the thing with us right now that's why like someone will hear that song and be like yo that song's dope and then we'll break down and that's the problem with us too is that we can't really listen to a song like that and just take it for what it is because as soon as we hear it the first three seconds we're like why did they start the song like this yeah. they started the song horrible yeah the yeah. reverb the vocals they, there's these things that we see that we're just like yo this was horribly done it's so like the, in in my feelings when that shit dro- like dropped we were like yo oh, this yeah. sounds horrible in the club they had yeah. the, they had to do the remix because the djs were complaining so much about how the remaster. Uh, yeah the remaster i'm sorry yeah mm-hmm. um, and, and like I don't know if it still hits, but but why is that happening now? At this stage in the game, with the with the fucking technology that we have, why is the sound of music getting worse? Especially Isn't that the, crazy? Especially the stuff that comes out on major labels, like somebody like Drake or something like that. Like you have how how big is the team that's really getting together? You know what? We got to talk about this too. Is that the the quality of sound and music and sound has like that's a dead thing. Remember THX? Maybe oh, they yeah. just wouldn't push the product out. No, my right motherf- motherfuckers would. Remember, they would buy, buy sound stereos. systems. They would yeah, buy yeah, yeah. five amps. five one. There would be an yeah. amp deck. Yeah. They would have an amp deck, uh, an equalizer deck. They'd have a tape deck. They'd yeah. have a CD deck. Remember, and then like a turntable, and then they would get the 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 best monster cable wires. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, exactly. Monster motherfuckers cable. do not care about that. They're walking around with a pill. There's no appreciation for the actual sound quality of music. The pill is horrible. In my opinion, well, and they, that's, they, stream, and they stream everything also, and there's no sound quality in that. You're not, you're not buying wave files or anything. The average consumer mm-hmm. is everybody's has the same quality audio right now as well. So what's the point? That's yeah. definitely ruining the experience of music too. That yeah. motherfuckers yeah. is what, and everyone has those shitty uh, Apple. Oh, oh yeah, the Air, AirPods. Or whatever. Yeah, I, yeah, I have them. Yeah. No, 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 those are actually not bad. Those aren't actually bad. I'm talking about the ones that like come with oh, the, the fucking ones? iPhones with the wires, the regular ones. Yeah. Everyone's listening to music horribly, bro. Yeah. I remember the the Bose headphones were the shit back in the day. Like, if you had a pair of those, oh, you were the man. I used the in-ear Bose wired for, like, listening with a, with a wire. Or yeah, whatever. That, the, the bass on those is, is crazy. I li- but see, like I said, we're all audiophiles here. You know what I mean? We're not mm-hmm. the average consumer. And when it comes down mm-hmm. to it, are you going to really worry about that if people are going to buy it anyway? Like No, but you need to. And then the, the, the problem is that people like us need to be in those rooms and they, they need to, there needs to be a filter of that. I would love, yo, would you not love to have, you know when the, these, these labels, they always hit us up about like, you'll come to this album listening or whatever. But by the time we go to it, like, yeah, it comes out at midnight tonight. That's the album. It's like a party. I want to go to a studio session and be like, nah, this is wrong, man. Not Why even, can't you go back and do not that? Not even yeah. that. Like, I don't know if they do this at, at uh, over there with you guys, but they have like mixer meetings with the DJs. Oh, yeah. I think that's what, yeah, like that's where I think DJs need to speak up and be like, yo, that sounds kind of awful. Or I like that, but I don't like this. That's where they should give the full review. Not a listening party or some shit like that. I think it's there at that table. Well, that, yeah, I've been to a few, uh, Hot. I've been starting to mix again on hot lately. Like for in the summertime, I was doing some guest mixes, and um, at their mixer meetings, they do artists will come in. I've learned, I've met a few artists that I didn't know about that will come in and play some of their stuff. And maybe that's when you have a chance to tell them. But most of the stuff they're just going around and giving them labels. Will all throw in their stuff and. What do you think about this record? Blah, blah, blah. It's already done. They're ready yeah. to put it out. They're not going to go back and like redo the vocals or something mm-hmm. like that. You got to be in the studio. Like they need to invite people into the studio with them. You know, yeah, which like in the old times, yeah, they're not yeah. going to do. But because no. they don't give a fuck about the DJs playing this shit no more. 
They're like, oh yeah, it sounds yeah, good. Yeah, because Eminem it, loves it. Because it it uh, becomes a hit on Spotify or somewhere else first, and then we play it. We don't break the records. Unfortunately, they don't need us. Fuck the sound. That's <laughs> what they're saying. But remember, we were talking about in our previous episode, or, or the one you you were talking about the cult following. Oh yeah. And that's a great thing to have a cult following, but I also think it's a detriment because I think it allows you to kind of like, put like mediocre, I said, mediocre workouts. Put no, mediocre the work. ones that have a cult following don't have mediocre sound That's work. true, that's true, that's Logic's true. Logic's not throwing shit like that. Russ is not throwing shit like that. Cole's not doing that shit or Kendrick. But there are some that are doing that. I don't know what that, other. That, that, that's, not a cult. that's not a cult. Those are people that have fans. Like, I'm talking about people that are yeah, like those phenoms that come out of nowhere. That How does this dude have uh, 500,000 followers? Yeah, like, that's what? a Russ. Yeah. That's a logic. Yeah, but name it, some other ones that are whack. That, that like you're Sheck, naming, even like Sheck West. I'm about to say like that. that. Sheck like, West. Yeah. Yeah. How, how did he come out? I want to know. That's I wanna, just a one song. Yeah, but there's, a, there's cult, actually. Cult. But no, I'm saying like these kids gravitate to them, and it becomes this cult yeah. following, yo. I'm, I'm I'm not fucking. Yo, even Trinidad James still gets into every party. Just Trinidad like, James. You know what I'm saying? Like he <laughs> I get, love his music. Yeah, he's he's a, he. Yo, he actually put out some dope stuff after the first album, but it's like he gets into all the parties and stuff. He still has a following. But he's mad cool though. He's, he's cool. He's, as fuck. He's a very nice we're talking, guy. About, we're music. talking about music. We're talking about music. <laughs> no, that's why I think yeah, he's cool. He has relationships that he's mad. Yeah, cool. but we're, we're, once again, we're talking about music here. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, not only that, like someone that I don't really understand. I think they're talented, but I haven't seen it demonstrated in a majority of their work. Is Little Uzi Vert. You know what I mean? The, the, the only time yeah. I've seen it is when he's he came he, he created a sound I think with after EXO Tour Life like that sound which Juice World ended up jacking and a lot of the dudes that are coming out now ended up taking that and I think that's the sound he should have just gone with and keep that vibe and I think he created that honestly like it, it may sound like Ray Strummer or some of the guys that came before him but, that, but that's another one Juice yeah. World has yeah. already a cult following like he he's which just, is crazy I didn't, we didn't even, I didn't even know who the fuck he was till we saw him that one day. Oh. Yeah, I mean that shit was crazy to me. I mean that's but but that's what I'm talking about is that because it, it's all it's all it's like you said we should care about it, but now it's more visual. It's it's more Instagram. It's more all that stuff. They want people like these kids like showing like pounds of weed or something or like doing stupid stuff, and they get a following. Then they decide to put records out because mm-hmm. they have that following already. I know mad artists like that in New York that were like. It all came out of Yeezy season three fashion show. If you were there as a model, you end up have you have a record deal now. Basically, they got all the relationships. Travis Scott signed you, and that's how you're out now. It's because you had fans from you were related. People want to diss Kanye West so much now, but how many people are eating off of a relationship in six degrees of Kanye West? Basically, I agree at this definitely, point? yeah, Young yeah. Thug. Everybody, yeah. You, anybody in the industry that. pretty much is eating off of some kind of relationship. Young Thug came out booming after that fashion show. They play. I the, mean, there was a bunch of people though. Little Yachty boomed after that. Check no West was a mo- was a model. Yeah, everyone. Uh, What's that kid? Uh, what? Oh, I forget his name. The little one. Oh, uh, I know the the guy that told Kanye to go Ian at Wiz. Connor. Ian Connor. Yeah. Exactly. Ian Connor. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah, That's a lot cool. of dudes. But the, I don't know all the ASAP dudes like do Bari you, and all. Do you ever like, witness like you know like let's say big artists come in, you see their camp or you see certain things, and like do you ever witness like industry plants? We're like a label. I think it all the time. Like I think every. I mean, everybody thought that. I about, mean, break down what an industry plan is. It's, you want your. You want an artist in this day and age of like social media and fandom and grassroots or whatever of earning fans from your like Instagram account. You want your artist that you've signed to come out like you haven't signed them, and you want them to have a, an organic marketing. Uh, 
Whereas you, you, you want to make it like kids found this person and then we just signed them because they were already popping. Whereas you already are, have a 360 deal with them and you're going to get their money no matter what. And you want to and you, you're, they're basically in the game already. You know what I'm saying? Like you want to make it look like it, you fa- like you, you. It's almost like setting up an American Idol. Yes. Except you know who's going to win and mm-hmm. you've already picked the winner, but you're just setting it up so that you're like, wow, this dude won American wow, Idol. He's, he's really good with his fans, you know, like he just like, I wonder, hmm, I wonder how he got in that room with that celebrity that he took well, a picture see, with. Are you seeing that more and more? Oh, yeah. That's how you do it now, man. I mean, there are some people that are like Bama's somewhere in their, in their like room making a song and, and like it ends up blowing up on Instagram because people like to dance to it or it's catchy or something like that. And then they get signed for that one, that one song and then they come out of nowhere. But there are other people that are groomed by the same people. How did you get in the studio with that with that same producer that the other other like how'd you get that opportunity? You know what I'm saying? Those are the people that I think are quote unquote industry plants. Has there ever been an artist that came up to you and was like, yo, take my mixtape, play my song, and then you're like, eh, and then they shot Dropped up and blew up. We've broke a lot of records on, on Sway in the Morning. Like But has uh, there ever been an artist that you kinda like thought was that that kinda came at you like, yo, play my record and you're like, uh mm-hmm. and then Fucking six months later is like a big star, and you kind of passed up, and you kind of regret that, and just sits with you. Oh, and man, I'm trying to think of the dudes we got. Um, let's see, Nick Grant. I, I mean, I don't know. He he's he's like kind of popping. He like kind of started. I, I didn't I didn't understand his potential. He's on now. Like mm-hmm. the records we broke were like uh, ASAP Ferg work, but I you know we had relationships with Rocky through, and then but I knew Ferg was always like the star to me honestly. So we played that first. Uh, Bobby Schmurder, um, free. We we had played that first. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot of people, man. But I think even now it's. It's hard for uh, I don't know I I get a bunch of DMs I I try to listen to everything also you know what I mean at DJ Wonder if you want to send something <laughs> my way whatever um, but they have to have a following before they pop off and they get that following I think through somebody giving them that access you know what I mean because yeah. there's a million kids trying to do it how come that one person breaks through is their music really that great do you think uh do you think uh what do you call it there's gonna the scene's gonna change in hip hop drastically in the next year. You mean like a style of music, or like are we getting away? Well, from at like, some point, right? Yeah. I mean, the in the last month, the the number of shitty albums that have come out has been crazy. No, like like Sheck West, yeah, Mud Boy, uh, the Quavo joint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think it's gonna change because they're starting to write think pieces about it, which we never really saw before. And I think. Yeah. The kids are going to get smarter. They're going to yeah. get older. And they're going to realize, yo, this is all bullshit. We're not going to listen to these motherfuckers no more. And there's going to be a revolution. Or not a revolution, but there's going to be a drastic change where that's going to just completely die. It's going to become like, you know, kids are smart now. They're going to see like, oh, yeah, like they're just tapping into some shit now. And we're over it. What do you, what do you think these kids are going to do whose whole basis of their persona and everything else is being young and living wild or whatever like when the next generation comes and takes their spot are they gonna like off themselves or like what are they gonna do i don't think they're living wild i think they're just doing it in front of a camera i think once the camera's off i think their life is pretty much like any other kid's life you think so and i think that's the problem Mm. is that it doesn't really matter unless the camera's on what happens when the cameras stop what what is what's gonna happen well they're gonna i think well you guys can speak because i i think uh, 
I think that's what's gonna they're gonna realize what needs to happen is that what happens on camera doesn't matter anymore that everyone knows when the camera's on so they're acting a certain way so the only thing that's gonna be real is as actual face to face in person experiences so I think there so is gonna, it's like a like a TV show or a movie. Well, life has become a TV show and a movie now. Sure. You don't trust anything you see, right? Yeah. I don't really trust anything I see on social media. It's all everyone knows how to do PR and con and con the public to create a uh, image like of themselves. Smoke, now. Smoke and mirrors. It's all Is smoke and mirrors now. Yeah. So at a at a certain point, we're all gonna realize it's bullshit. And then what's gonna matter? It's gonna matter is real life experiences, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the the point is when is that gonna happen? When is that bubble gonna pop? Dude, YouTube crashed yesterday. <laughs> And let me tell you, all them fucking creators were fucking scrambling. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. shit went yeah. out. going crazy about that shit. Yeah, that shit went worldwide, just crashed. It wasn't playing anything. Yeah, but it came back up. Yeah, but you saw, like, YouTubers worry. Like, you saw, like, what's going on with YouTube, guys? That's the Adding movie. YouTube. Yo, anybody, that's, anybody that addresses their fans is, guys, 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 look at it. Like, Dude, I, I hate I that. I could never, I could <laughs> never in my life be a Hey, guys. Guys. <laughs> Guys, Big today we're gonna do an unboxing, guys. Yeah, I hate that shit. I used to do that. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> in the sneaker world, hey. Well, you you grew up with basically YouTube. I, yo, honestly, I I wish and I don't wish that I had YouTube growing up. Like, I grew up like beginning of YouTube, yeah. though. Like towards the end, like when I got old, I was like, uh, yeah. But, but the beginning you, of it was pretty cool. But remember, when we were growing up. Everyone said TV was the devil, right? Oh, but we all wanted yeah. to be on it. No, but they, I mean, no, they, but like watching TV, yo, you're going to... Yeah, for, yeah, for real. You're rotting your mind. You're watching TV. Like iPhones, it, it just goes through the same thing. Like 200 years ago, when kids were reading books, they were like, you're just reading a book? Put the fucking book down and go out and like, do something. No. Yeah, my mom, my mom monitored how much TV I watched. Yeah. There was not much going on. But that's what I'm saying is that every decade or every few whatever, whatever generations go through, there's something like TV's going to rot your brain. The, you guys keep listening to the radio. The radio is going to rot your brain. Mm-hmm. Re- you keep reading those fantasy books. Those fantasy books are going to rot your brain. You know but what I mean? That was like a minimum. Now, social media is like full 100. Is, that's the other thing. That was a hobby for all those generations. That's something you did. And then, you, oh, we're going back to real life. I have to go plow the field or I have to go do this. Right. Now, you get, social media is the devil. You're going to time out. Okay, go back to your school lesson on the same iPad. Like You understand? Yeah. Like Everything is... Uh, electronic, everything is tech, technology, so it's always going to be ingrained in us. It's, mm-hmm. Are we going to put that stuff down? No. Like, it's up no. to the parents. It's, it's, it's really up to the parents. Oh, yeah, my little that. niece, she's four, and she's like, she goes to her mom, like, give me my iPhone. And I'm like, no, come on. We're going outside. We're going to throw this ball around a little bit. Yeah. Because she's stuck on, like, I want the iPhone. And I'm like, no, you're fucking four. See, like, it's already bad that she knows. Like, <laughs> she knows yeah, what the right. iPhone She like, knows what the YouTube is. For, like, uh, what do you call it? I, my niece, my 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 sister raised my niece with no TV. There's no TV in her oh. crib. The kid's 11 now. And, it's the, and just started using computers, like, maybe two years ago. They, they pick up everything quickly. But yeah. the whole point is that she has no impulse to be on the phone. She has no impulse to watch TV. She has no impulse for like certain things, and it's just it's just how you raise them. Yeah, so, yeah I'm trying to cut that out. I'm I mean, like, it's hard. It's it's hard. She's not right my now. kid, but I'm like, yo, come here. Look, yeah. this is a bat, and this is a ball. This yeah. is how we play you know, baseball. <laughs> infant infants have to, you have to get their Instagram page as soon as you name them to make sure that nobody else has their Instagram page, and then kids like at age two or three get their own YouTube channel now. Yeah. So. 
This is, this is what we're dealing with. There's like, this little kid that she watches on YouTube. His name is Ryan. Ryan's World or some shit like that. And this motherfucking little kid of eight years old has like three million subscribers. Mm-hmm. Of all little kids that Walmart picked him up and gave him his own fucking line of toys. So now we're at Walmart buying this little kid's fucking toys because this guy's a new thing on the, on the YouTube for little kids. So it's it's fucking insane how shit gets monetized and everything. It's nuts. I mean, yeah. it, it was kind of always, there was always a phenomenon like that. El, everyone wanted the Elmo doll. Elmo was big. Sesame Street was big. I just think... The cabbage Patch. I just think this, I think social yeah, media is just a problem. I just I think know. the internet in general, I always thought it was a joke. Even when, like my friend was like getting into business with it back in like the late 90s or whatever. I'm like, it's, it's a joke. It's something. Like I just, now that I see people are really making legitimate money like and they've been doing it for a while. Like it's yeah. the new medium, you know what I mean? And it, it is. I, and it for it to become straight to your door. There's there's little access points. Like you just turn it on and it's right there. You know what I mean? And anybody can get it. A lot of times you don't got to pay for a lot of this stuff. It just goes along with quality of the music, the quality of entertainment in general. That's what it is. It's yeah. immediate and then forgotten about. And I hope it doesn't be like that. I think the forward. only way you can like teach kids to appreciate music is just to really go back to like records and having them take the the vinyl out of the sleeve look at the the album place it on there place the needle on I, there yeah i do the same thing it's just that, she sees yeah. me with the turntable she's like we're gonna play music i'm like yes we're gonna play music because she yeah. knows when the turntable goes on we're playing music it's something about that tangibility you know i mean just ha- i don't even know if that's a word but tangible having, yeah, yeah. yeah just having it tangible and then like while you're listening to it you're looking at the artwork and there's yeah. something about that that creates a moment a memorable moment ingrained in your brain yeah Mm -hmm. to this day it's very different from searching a name and then pulling it up on your phone and then playing it and you're not Uh, even looking at the phone you're not looking at the next song playing you're not looking at who made shit you're just letting letting it play and it just becomes crooked's future children will be having a black rob woe promos (laughs) that's what they'll know (laughs) i mean i think 100 percent like the bad boys i think playing music i think there's got to be a different way to play music that's it and it's just maybe that's maybe you know people like the retro stuff urban outfitters gets vinyl and all that maybe there will be some kind of new medium where it is more hands-on well, well just think about like your kids like I'm sorry to cut no, you I'm about to say that I'm about to say vinyl sales went up yeah. has been going up every year yeah that, so. but think about the sensibility of a kid right like it's overload what the iPhone can produce mm-hmm. and the images and everything that's a sensory overload bro you know what I mean like that's way too crazy wait, wait what's the time right now 2.50 wow you hit three hours man alright it's wait, not bad isn't it, it's okay yeah, All it right. went fast. I didn't even know that was three hours, bro. No. All right. Can I uh, get some stuff out before I yeah, yeah, yeah. get yeah. out of here? Uh huh. Is that a pause? Yeah. Get some stuff out. Yeah. <laughs> hey. so put like, it oh, out there, baby. On, on Jamie's face. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm, I want to reach out to booking agencies. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm for the call. You filthy. <laughs> Little people, I'm finally ready. So you can reach me. <laughs> give them your email, bro. Let them know. Yeah, I, I give them the one from the website, Eric, E-R-I-K, at DJWonder.com. Eric at DJWonder.com. You can do bookings. Or if you're an agent that wants to get down, I have a manage, management or a, this girl that's like looking to manage me now. I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to do that, and I don't even know if it's worth Just it. Just do it. 
Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, I'm like, I don't like giving up my money, but I guess it's, you make more money in the, in the back end. Gotta spend money to make money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. More parties that I want to play. I want to yeah. play the do over again. I've played it. You guys, you got to book me next year, okay? <laughs> who, <laughs> who exactly are you talking to right now? He's talking to everybody. He's a giant. Well, I'm talking to he's, specific he's, he's guys. Talking to, he's talking to literally other DJs yeah. that are trying to find games. Exactly. <laughs> I need to play the do over again. I want to play uh, 143, Sam. I want to play 143 again. Let me do that. I heard that's and a great party. Yeah, it's it a great is. party. It's very yeah. fun. Very you fun. You play at Los Globos and Silver League? Um, yeah, I believe I play at Los Globos. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. That, that's about it. This yeah. is the yeah. this oh, is bookings. A, um, come holler at me. This is the DJ Wonder Wish. Uh, MoMA. You guys do MoMA party. Oh, right yeah, now. MoMA. He already <laughs> knows, man. I'm going to stop coming to your parties, man. You know why I come. I come to hang out, but, you know, throw me in there every so often if you have, if you have a spot. It's a great party. <laughs> well, definitely after doing this podcast, you know, you're going to get the exposure you need and your rate's going to go Thank up. Thank you. Oh, yeah, definitely. 100%. As, yo, but with other DJs, every DJ I know listens to this straight up. So, and that's, look, anybody wants me to come to their city and come hang out with you guys, I'll come. I'm talking to DJs right now. I'll come play wherever. You guys want to do a guest set on Sway? If you're nice, I will, not as a nice person, but if you're nice on the tables or whatever, like, I will put you on if we have uh, openings in in 2019. We're pretty much booked the rest of this year. but And I'm trying to always get new people on that I haven't had before because I like to see what people are playing around the country. It's dope. Shout out to you, man, for supporting us and shit like that. Yeah, thank oh, you for coming man, through, man. Yeah. 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 If you guys and have then, a slot uh, on, on Sirius XM, then let us know. Oh, yeah, I'll just tell you. Yeah. We'll, I'll tell you. we'll put in an hour of this whole three hours. Well, most people work about five years for no pay before they get their uh, show, but yeah, sure. Oh, I'm already, already doing it for and, free and for you. Don't forget to tell us where I said what's up. <laughs> <laughs> you make sure you tell him. And then next time I'm in New York, I want to be on the show. <laughs> You got it. You got I, it, man. Yeah. Let me know. Uh, he's down. Damn, are you asking or telling this motherfucker? He just told me. He, he said, yeah. <laughs> Next time I'm in New York, you got me? All right, bad. Yo, Wanda, thank you for coming. Appreciate thank it. Thanks a lot, man. Thank you. Mad fun, mad fun. Thank you, thank you. All right.